Is this thing on? Is it the sauce or the sauce? It is the sauce. We came in. We came in. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was the mystery quote from last time. <laughs> Did you guys drive over here? We drove over here. That's why it took longer than four minutes. Yeah. It's we like went to, party day. John drew a map to try and hit all the congestion. Oh, he did pre, well? The pre-ball game congestion. <laughs> and he got he got, he got 100 on his test. <laughs> so proud. <laughs> Good job, John. Thanks. Well, I was on the party train coming up. Oh. Yes. Did you have beers, pre-beers? I, you know, I had an op- almost an opportunity. I was sitting there listening to beer school mm-hmm. to you know, bone up on my uh, right, right. appearance. Ah, oh, what's that? Reading, re- reading the Good Book of McGee. Uh, you know, studying about beer, and these guys, it, it, and I'm thinking this is probably game day because this train is very crowded. You know, I'm in the bike car, so I'm sitting on the I'm sitting on the floor because on Cal train, on Cal there's train, no room on the train. Wow. There's no room. It's like full. It's like this is very nice. And then I realize, oh, it's game day. And then these young guys come in with this remarkably large cardboard box of Coors Light or something. <laughs> I said to myself, self, self, that's bigger than a twelve pack. Must be. I've never seen an 18-pack before, so this was quite a shock. I mean, I'm not a Coors drinker. These are people so, I need to make friends with, you yeah. thought to yourself. <laughs> I thought to myself, except it's Coors Light, and I don't want to destroy my palate for what I assume I it's going you, to be. I don't think you can destroy your palate. Because <laughs> there's nothing, there's there's nothing no to taste unless, unless it's frozen, but then your tongue would have warmed up by, by then. Coors Light flavor is gossamer. Gossamer. <laughs> Isn't one of our friends a Coors Light fan? Yeah, well, I like Coors Light if I want to taste something that doesn't have a lot of... Well, it's a, it's a sort of beer I'd like to have during the summer. Right. Is it... Oh, a, is it? Speaking of... <laughs> speaking of oh. summer beers... Oh. You're listening to Beer School. We're he- here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some are made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel... All the way from Golden, Colorado, just to, get to, <laughs> just to get to you. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and which book, in fact, we have a book in front of us we today, uh, you would use to describe what you're tasting. The best part about beer school is? The homework. The homework is beer. And uh, that's what motivated <laughs> Craig yes. from uh, Grunt Media to show up today. So if you're a listener of This Week in Media... Which we do Which together, we've John. we've done together many times. Uh, now you're all confused because you're like, um, uh, okay, so I hope they're not going to talk about that camera or that phone. Or, right, because I don't or, know anything about it. Because I don't know anything <laughs> about it. So I'll come in here. I know nothing about beer. Perfect. Uh, perfect. Come on, you can oh, do Oh, that's right. They changed this. Yes. Oh. Wait, I haven't stared at these yet. It's not, it's not a twist off oh, anymore. Look, that is so it. I was suddenly confused because I tried, I almost raked my, my hands. Sierra Nevada, Sierra Nevada. Did a lot of R&D to come right. up with a new bottle cap, and it's not a twisty. It's a pry-off. It's, it's, got a, it's a pry-off, and it it's got a new seal that's supposedly the best seal in the entire world. Oh, that's little... It thing. looks different than any other seal that I've ever seen. For one, or, or, I or. appreciate bottles that aren't twisties. Do you? Because like I, I always have a, I always have an opener on my keychain, and uh, and you got to use it. Yeah. Also, now, if you're in a place where you don't have a glass to drink out of, I like the feeling of you know just the plain top of the bottle instead of the ridges of the uh, the threads of the screw. That, is that right? I did not notice that when anchor switched from uh, oh. pry off to screw off. My entire <laughs> anchor enjoyment changed mm. it's not in a subtle anchor. way. You're right, this it does have a better lip feel. It, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a physical, it's a physical aspect of beer. Yeah, but most of the time you should be drinking out of a glass anyway, so you well, can. Well, that's a, that's an interesting point. Yeah, why? As we've talked well, about many times about proper glassware. 
Yes. And, and if, we always have the proper glass. We right? have, we have, well, we have stolen glassware. And that's the, <laughs> it's borrowed. We said I mean, we bring horked. it back by 2010. Horked. <laughs> we horked this glassware fair and square. So, All right. Why well, are we here, John? In the studio today, we have uh, Craig Severson from Grunt Media, who's actually doing research. I'm doing heavy research. Heavy research. I'm picking your brains. Today is the day that you don't have the expert come in. Today is the day I'm going to make you guys show your stuff and what you know about beer. We know more than we thought we knew. <laughs> yes. Well, being a being an all-around geek, I thought it would be great to do a show that talks about like the basics of beer. And it's I'm basically doing research for Beer Grunt, which I'll do one day. Okay. And I'm basically going to steal all of your intellectual property today for that show. So at least you're doing it on the show instead of just borrowing the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it'll make it, it'll make better evidence in court when we play the show back exactly. in 3 years. <laughs> so what I so I pitched John on this idea. I said, John, I want to be in beer school. One, because I love the show and it's a whole lot of fun, and I keep listening to it and wanting to drink beer. So I thought, what could be better than actually being on the show and drink beer? Secondly, and then you, can, you can drink beer also when you listen to the show afterwards. I'm not going to listen to the show. Am I going to listen? No, I don't think I can. I always listen to the show. Do yeah, yeah well, try to anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like listening to the other shows that I'm on. Yeah, and sometimes I don't want to listen to them because I've already. It's like deja vu all over again. Right, right. And if I have to listen to the show the third time, because sometimes I have to do that too. Yeah, it's like now then I get really confused. I yes, hear it's like I hear echo in my head. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just for me, it's almost a question of time, but it's also like, oh, God, did I say that? You know, it gets embarrassing. So better, a little bit, little bit of ignorance sometimes goes a long way. So just so everyone knows, the, yeah. the beer subject today yes. is beers of summer. The summer, it's summer is upon us because it is that uh, three-day weekend in the spring. And I don't oh, yeah. remember if it's Memorial Day or... It's Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Or... or the other one. No. So I just call it that three-day weekend in the spring and that three-day weekend in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the Golden Gate Bridge's 70th birthday today. Aww. Right on. This is also wow. officially the opening weekend of Star Wars 30 years ago. Oh. Momentous indeed. It is. Yes. 20 years ago, I was on the Golden Gate Bridge for the 50th anniversary when it deformed and went flat. Wow. And they had so many people you couldn't move on the bridge. That was quite a freaky experience. That would be a freaky experience. We stayed up all night and partied. And then at about four in the morning, we headed down to MacArthur Bart, took Bart into the city, and we walked from the Embarcadero Bart Station to the Golden Gate Bridge. Wow. Drinking beer the entire way. <laughs> and they had no idea. They were shutting down the bridge to traffic, and they, they were opening the bridge from like 6 a.m. to whenever. And if you can find it, you'll find it online. Go to Google Images and Golden Gate Bridge 50th anniversary. First of all, the bridge flattened out. Because it had more weight than ever. Because people right. standing people are side dense. by side are, much are a lot heavier than cars. Yes. Um, second thing is, <laughs> this gigantic horde came from Marin. And a <laughs> bigger horde came from San Francisco. And when they went in the middle, they couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> and there were actually people climbing out over the railing and <gasps> walking along the girder on the outside of the railing to get back. So that's beers of summer. Wow. <laughs> Top of that, that one. Serious beers of summer. Serious. Right. right. Golden Gate Bridge flattened out beers yep. of summer. Deep. Deep. So I have so with what me. What book is this? I this? have the good book of McGee. And I'm going to be referring to this uh throughout the show because this is Harold McGee's book on food and cooking, which is a, an amazing, an amazing book that has basically anything you want to know about food and food related things in the most geek like so we're gonna detail. have to. So this mic would normally be Sean Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> he's, <Right. laughs> he's not here today. He's not so, here today. No. 
So we'll just channel Sean. Okay. okay. Well, I'm going to channel Harold and, and hopefully uh, do a fair use reading uh, of uh, this publication, which is published by uh, Scrivener and Sons, uh, New York, New York. Uh, you just get in the whole, you know, copyright stuff out of the way. Okay. But it's, it's, I mean, I'm not going to read the whole book because it's, what, 800 pages long. But it is the tomb. It's, book. it's, it's an amazing book. And I highly, highly recommend it to everyone. So he goes into a little bit about, you know, he, he talks about the chemistry of food and such. And so there's chemicals in food. There's chemicals. I thought it was just food. Without food, food itself, chemicals would be impossible mm. or something like that. So, um, yes. So I know that there's chemicals on Doritos. Really? Which is why I don't eat them anymore. There's are orange. They, are they natural there's flavor? There's the, there's the orange color, and then there's the orange flavor, and then there's the tangy chemical, and then there's the bitey chemical. There's know. nacho ranch. That's, yeah, they nacho discovered ranch. that about five years ago, and they managed to isolate the nacho ranch uh, enzyme. <laughs> <laughs> now they can grow it in labs. They don't have to harvest it from the nacho ranches. <laughs> so is the Pantone book here? The Pantone book can be here, yes. Okay. I'm just curious because I, this whole thing about getting colors down, I think is very cool. Um, I'll go get the Pantone. Well, but actually, no. There's another one too. There's another color chip set that's that's I've the, true clear. Match. Oh, no, 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 no. There's the one that's the clear plastics, so you can so you have more of a translucent feel to it. We got to find that for you, and then we can do the. Right you, should, on. you should do the beer color based. Actually, on if it. I if we got that, we could just write to them and say uh, we use your book on the show. Yeah, uh, They'll probably send it to us. Yeah, it's expensive, so you're going to not the, paying for it. <laughs> right, right. Because you know, Pantone is great, but it's you know it's reflective. It's, well, it's and kind the, of matte, and some, and some of them are coated and uncoated. Yeah, and the book is separated down the middle, and so we don't always get the right color. Yeah, there was an argument uh, on one of the shows that I was picking the wrong color black. <laughs> I'm like, wait, yeah, I remember wait. that one. Yeah, let's just get a spectrometer thing or jigger. We could get a spectrometer right? thing or jigger, and then we could actually you know aim light through it. But then on a gray day like today, well, yeah, it'd be consistent, dude. You get, we'll set up a light system. Come on, you got these mics set up. You got all this geary. Got a rack. You got a rack system now. Look at that. It's got a lot of knobs, lights. Knobs. That's why we sound so much better now. Yes, because indeed. the mixing board is vertical instead of horizontal as it used to be. Well, yes. I can just look over and see the entire thing. So, what's our first beer we're drinking here? Well, John? we're drinking Sierra Nevada <laughs> uh, bottom fermented Summerfest beer. Mm. Bottom fermented. <laughs> Well, that's the way it looks on the label, that's right? That's what it says right there. Yeah, it says Sierra Nevada Bottom Fermented Summerfest Beer. And I know why they call it Bottom Fermented. Because it's the yeast is on the bottom the of the beer. yeast is on the bottom. So, now, Sierra Nevada is normally an ale, right. correct? And ales, by definition, have to, are top fermented. That's right. So, what's what are they doing here? Getting heavier yeast. Mm-hmm. Which is, is it a cold process like a lager? It is a lager. It is a lager. Well, there you go. It depends. Basically, the difference between a lager and a a yell is where the yeast ends up when it dies. Yes. And so some of the yeast end up on top. Some of the yeast end up on the bottom. Right. And so when you have a lager, it ends up on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And a lot of uh, smaller breweries stay away from the lagers because they take longer to ferment. So your Mm -hmm. time to market with your product is longer, and it ties up your fermenters. Yes. Your critical path of all this liquid going through the brewery is the fermenters where it has to wait. Yes. And so, uh, but Sierra Nevada, they, since they already had a wheat beer, a lot of summer beers are wheat beers. Mm-hmm, since right. they already had a wheat beer and they wanted to do a summer beer, they said, oh, let's do a lager. Okay. I'm assuming that's the process. They just sit around, what do you want to do? Uh, lager. Yeah. Where, where are they based? Chico. Chico. We're going to do a road trip there at totally. some point, John. Exactly. 
All right, so we've been actually been invited that they actually have a, a Rosh beer that we must. Yes. Rock beer. Rock beer. Vasistas Rosh beer. Smoke beer. When we had Ooh, the show oh. and we talked about the beer that smelled like meat. Yep. Uh, you oh, I know smoke, why. You smoke the malts prior to, yes. and you get you get that through. And uh, the most the most famous example is Schrlinger Law out of Bamberg in Germany. Mm-hmm. Bamberg their their tradition of brewing in that area is the smoke beers, and Schrlinger Law is the beer that is the most smoky of the uh, of the uh, Rauch beers, and it really does smell like Hickory Farm summer sausage when you smell the beer. It, it re- smells like meat. It, it doesn't taste like meat, but it smells like meat. Right. So There's our friend a- <clears throat> our friend Oliver from mm-hmm. Germany, from, uh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Weingman, Germany. Mm-hmm. You see, I can there try. There you go. Uh, oh, down on the bottom. Down the bottom. Uh, Lehman. I'd say Lehman. Lehman, Germany. Uh, says, oh, and some of my friends don't know it yet, but... Bamberger Rosh beer. I ordered two kegs for some beer tasting next weekend. Thanks for reminding me of this very special beer. So here's the thing: you have to get online and figure out where the Yemen is. Two kegs. We had a <laughs> bottle. I know, and we were like, "Oh, I know." Uh, I'm jealous. Was, I'm yeah, salivating. We're totally jealous about the <laughs> idea of, of a whole out of the map and find out where he lives now. Exactly. We're gonna go there. We're gonna show up at the time machine, and, and there we are. Our request is for him to tell us what the local beer is. He does tell us. What is the local beer? Uh, <laughs> hold on. I'm reading his email right here. Uh, I got a five Where's the intern? Shouldn't the intern the have figured intern, this all out? The intern should have figured this out. Oh, <laughs> uh, we yeah. insert. The intern she, didn't send the car for a pickup for me either, by the way. Well, she got, she got, she got an emergency call. She's a very <laughs> high-level yeah. person. And, right. And uh, I'm not. A, the <laughs> evil empire called her into work. <sighs> I was waiting for the limo. It didn't happen. The limo guys are just downstairs. I know. I know. They knew where to go. <laughs> they knew where to go. I don't think they have a bike rack on the limo, though. Oh. But they got a big trunk. Well, they had a th- they have the van version of their limo. It doesn't say what his the van is. Okay. What are we tasting this beer? This beer? This beer is a light, crisp, and refreshing, and we're not lying beer. It is very good. It's, I would say, less hoppy than pale ale by far. It's, according to the... Um, Research. Yes. 32 IBUs. All right. Okay. So, very, so what's the IBU thing, John? Uh, IBU is International Bitter Units. Yes. We've neglected saying what that meant for 18 whole shows. Well, we said that's why I'm show. here. No, we said okay. it in the first show. Show zero. Yeah. Right. I'm here to extract out all these facts. So See, the idea is that there is, a, there is an equation that you can use with um, regards to the amount of hops, the amount of malt, the amount of... Um, other bits that go into the beer. Right. And from that equation, you can come up, you can derive a number, and that number is uh, called international bitter units. It's how much bitterness you're going to taste within a beer. Right. Why and is it th- international? Well, because they've, the Germans figured this out a long time ago. Said, <laughs> this is the way that it will be. It this is international. Bitter? It is bitter, and these are units. Yeah. <laughs> so defined. So somebody had to come up with that, that number. Um, the idea is, though, that this number is deceiving. Okay. It gives you an idea of what you might taste, but this doesn't taste like 32, because I've tasted other beers that are more hoppy than this beer, that are at that are thirty two. Uh huh. Motor, do you want to? Well, who's measuring this? Is this? No, I'm, is just, this a, I'm so, just thinking right now. Is this You're a, thinking of, of a hoppy of a beer that doesn't 
No, I'm in the next paragraph down the page. All right. Who, who is it? This is a subjective number. It though. is a subjective number. No, no, it's an objective number. Well, because it's you an can objective it from number. Everything that goes in. Hmm? Well, I was going to say this is that we've had, we've, I've tasted a beer that was 150 IBUs. Holy camoly. Well, you've had that beer too. Yes. And it didn't taste like super bitter, it tasted like a grapefruit. Well, so that had to do with the whole gestalt of taste. Mm hmm. So if this but thing, was, but if thing was, is, but if you do the equation, you look at that and go 150 IBUs. There's no way that I'm going to drink that because that is going to be the most bitter, awful yeah. thing that I'm ever going to try. Right. Well, it turns I bit out, into an unripe uh, plum yesterday that was puckeringly bitter, like 200 on the scale of IBUs. Yeah, I don't know how you figure out how unripe green plums taste, but right, we could look at the Pantone book and go, hmm, maybe it's the greenness. So but, my, so my IBU story is that John took me to uh, to uh, Magnolia. Magnolia a few months ago for the first Not time. Not 21st Amendment, 562 oh, Second Street? No, we've already been there. <laughs> this was another night. This was, a, this was another night. We took me to Magnolia, and uh, we're drinking a few beers. I'm, I'm trying these exotic things for the first time. I'm like, wow, this is cool. And John's like explaining things to me. And this was the genesis for the, one of the reasons I wanted to come on the show. And we tried this new beer that they just released, and John chased it and says, yeah, wow, this is like, you know, 92 IBUs. And I'm like, well, you know, what's an IBU? We had this conversation. And then I look it up, and it's 93 IBUs, right? And I'm like, okay, so the, so the IBU scale is from 90 to 100, right? And, you know, John came close. No, it's this huge scale. And he's like, <laughs> it it's goes, like freaky. It, it, it starts to, at zero. It starts yeah. at zero and goes to infinite. And I don't think I ever want to taste infinite hops. And it was just, it did kind of freaked me out. Well, kind of I, confirmed, you know, the, the, the genius of John uh, in, in other ways. But that, that, that was pretty weird. <laughs> I got to admit, that freaked me out. Well, all the beers that we're going to have today are not going to be very high on the IBU scale. Because the beers of summer are sort of the reaction to uh, – microbrews are sort of a reaction to the – like I call them the gas station beers. Yes. Um, and coming up with something that has more flavor and more character. Yeah. Because all of the big brands, they were going for a market that said, we don't want big flavor and big character. Mm -hmm. Microbrews came around and said, we're going to give you big flavor and big character. Mm -hmm. But then somewhere along the line, they realized – Hey, in some cases, you don't want big flavor and big character. Right? Yeah, you want something that tastes like Coors Light. Right. It's you know the Longmar beer. Fritz Maytag says, you know, what, what do you drink when you're not drinking your own beer? And he goes Coors Light, um, because when it's hot outside, you don't want all this big beer happening. Yeah. you want something like this, like right. the Sierra Summerfest. Um, it's just like you don't want to have a big fat chocolate cake on a hot day. Yes, exactly. so yeah. uh, all these beers are the microbrewers' reactions mm -hmm. or uh, to going to try to brew a style that is good for a light, you know, yep. a light style for a good, nice, hot summer day. Mm -hmm. right. so, so, the, so I was at 21A a couple days ago okay. having lunch and uh, had their uh, IPA, which, uh, the IPA, which I love. I'm a hoppy guy, you know, and, and had a pint and was like feeling pretty good, right? 7.2% alcohol, I think it was. Mm -hmm. High up there in the IBUs. It's around 70, I believe. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, um, you know, I'd like to have a little bit more, but I, I, have, a, I have to record another show that afternoon, so I didn't want to be too bad. So I had, the, I had the American, <laughs> oh, the Bitter American. Bitter American, right. At 3.6% uh, alcohol and lower IBUs. It was wonderful, great little beer. I really liked it. Oh, that beer's art. Yeah, that's yeah, a that one. Was, I, had I, a, I had a half pint. Too. Three two, yes. You're thinking. I, I was yeah, looking for my notes. It's in my. And other actually, notebook. they're trying to build it up a version that's around four, uh -huh. um, because they want it to be when they put it. What? 
Nothing. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying anything or making any faces at all. Except for the faces. He was when making. I don't say words, you're not supposed to react to it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's radio. Or, I mean, podcasting. Podcasting. So, um, anyway. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an amazing beer. We yeah. love the style. We, I like the fact that it's, a, it's something that I can have uh, a few of. Mm-hmm. And I, I, don't walk away, I don't walk away feeling curvy. Yes. Curvy. <laughs> okay. So in, in the world of beer, can I make a generalized statement that there are, there are ales and there are lagers? Or yes. are we talking about a lot more? So if we, if we start from well, the top. there's basically two. There's actually three kinds of beer. There's ales, lagers, and Belgiums. Okay. And we throw Belgiums into the into the mix. the style, the mix, because it's a totally different way of brewing. Yeah, it basically it's it's a different mindset. That's a better way to, to describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're still going to be using you're still going to be using a lagering technique or an ale technique. But the idea of it is that well, when Sean O talks about this, yeah, uh, <coughs> about people that are trying to, uh, especially in Europe, that are trying to figure out what 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 style. A beer that they want to brew in their brewery, they're chasing these different thoughts. And one mm. of the most interesting thoughts is the is the Belgium style, mm-hmm. which, as Motor has talked about, takes five to six years for your. Well, brewery. if you're doing a spontaneous fermentation, but right. Belgian also encompasses a lot of other stuff that doesn't re- that isn't spontaneous fermentation. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the tra- all the Trappist beers aren't spontaneous. It just sort of the lembic and things and the gears of beer right. and those sort of things. All right, but yeah, that. where you start at the top, it's either yeast floats to the top when it's dead or right. yeast goes to the bottom when it's dead. Okay. And that's ale lager. I mean, we were talking mm-hmm. on another show that <laughs> a really ambitious project would be the uh, family tree of beer. Yes. And you start ale lager. Yep. And then you just start going down through all the styles. Then when right. you hit styles, you hit flavors within that style. Yep. Uh, when we were doing the, pa- the, the pine of... Pale of pales. Pale of pales. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we had all these pale ales, and you could say at one end you have Sierra mm-hmm. Nevada, which is the California hoppy pale ale. Right. At the other end, you have Bass, which is the traditional British pale ale. Yes. And there are places all between these the two points yep. where they end up. Yep. And so I just imagine this gigantic wall oh, with totally. all these lines connecting all the beers. That, that'll be when – I, when I do beer grunt, that's what it'll be. Okay. Right. So I'm doing the same – I'm starting up wine grunt right now, so I'm doing, I'm doing a show about the basics of wine. And that's, that's what, what, another reason I'm here is is because I've been doing research on quote alcohol, and, 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 <laughs> is that what we call yes it? research, <laughs> and research. Uh, and so just you know finding that like the differences between beer and wine, you know, there are a lot of similarities and a lot of differences. But I mean, so that big distinction is that beer, as we know, is made from grains, primarily barley instead of instead of fruits, right? Right. So you got a grain, and grains you got to mash them up. To, to get the starches activated enough so that you, when you throw in a yeast, it can ferment and create alcohol. Right. Am I doing all right mm-hmm. so far? Like, I'm, I'm getting real basic here, but I thought, you know, we'd start from That's it. That's the basics of the, right. That's of beer. the basics of it. So then, um, but, but you also have to sprout your, your grain first, right, generally to, to uh, you, you sprout a little bit of it, and then you mix that with whole grain? Is that how you get a malted, uh, is that where the malt well, idea the grain's comes? usually cracked. Yeah, it goes through a it goes through a mill. Yeah, and so it might be, it's um it's not it's not made into a flower, but yeah. it's basically just broken up. Okay, so that there's more surface area on it from which the chemical reaction with the yeast can take place. From no, from the heat to begin with. Oh, right. So it goes. You make a porridge. A porridge. Right. Make a porridge. Is that it's the mash? Yeah. That, that's okay. the mash, and okay. so out of the mash um, comes the liquid or the wort. 
Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so there is no grain in that at that point. It's just the it's just the sugar infused water okay. from the from the or starch infused yeah. or whatever. Yeah. From the grain. From the grain. Yeah. And so then that goes into a uh, then that's boiled for either an hour or an hour and a half. Okay. In that time, um, uh, hops is put in, bittering hops, yep. um, flavoring hops, and hippity hop hippity hop <laughs> right and then after after the the boil happens yeah um it goes through a heat exchanger so that it gets cooled off put in the fermenter and then that's the point at which they add yeast oh okay and they All might right. add more hops so that's called dry hopping oh okay uh, before it's not, so when it's not in the boil state not in the boil state so you, the have, boiling... you have you have hops that go in the boil and you have hops that go in the fermenter so according to mr mcgee Hops are the female flowers or cones of Eurasian American vine, Humulus lupulus, which um, basically is a derivative similar to marijuana. There you that's go. That's why we call it the cousin. Yeah, cousin. <laughs> oh, I see. So if we ever reference the cousin, that's yes. what we're talking about. Ah, Not hops, but the cousin. Said cousin. Yeah. And so the boiling releases those oils, which mm-hmm. is where like a lot of that astringency from the hops comes. Right? Exactly. And so the thing that's interesting about um, those oils is that they they don't uh dissolve into the in the beer. Yeah. So if you do uh if you're doing a cooking yeah. or using beer for cooking, yeah. um you can take a very light crisp and refreshing beer like this one, mm-hmm. do a reduction and it can become bitter. Mm. Or it can be because basically the oils don't go away. The oils don't go away, but the, the water and the alcohol the and the alcohol can, the can evaporate. Mm-hmm. So you get you, you're left with sweet and bitter. And so you can take I don't know what is fairly benign beer and make it into something like yeah <laughs> yeah bad badly badly more. badly used uh, badly used beer. And so that's why uh, from a cooking point of view. Mm-hmm. That um, an IPA is probably the wrong beer to use because it's just nothing but bitterness. It, it's it'll just you'll just be left with bitter. Yeah. Whereas uh, a lighter beer like a Budweiser or uh, a Hams or well I don't know even this banquet beer a banquet beer <laughs> would, would be would be a more appropriate cooking beer because you're not left with super amounts of hops or bittering. Right. Okay. Right. So. Now, is it true that some of these, some of these American beers don't necessarily use barley? They might use rice. What, there's nothing wrong with that. What no, no. What, but, what what happened is uh, American barley and European barley are two were at in the 1800s are two different things. Okay. And one was six row and one was four row. And I don't know which one was which. And the Pilsner craze hit Europe, mm-hmm. and so you'd end up getting like. The beer like we're drinking here, a nice, clean, like, golden beer. Yeah. And in America, the barley that we had didn't lend itself to brewing beer like this. Oh. So what the brewers figured out is if you add rice, the combination of the rice and the heavier barley mixed together can give you the same sort of um, the same sort of clarity and stuff that you would be getting if you were using European barley. Oh. And so that's why they were they were using rice. They were trying to use that to get around the differences between the American barley and the European barley. Interesting. Yeah. Now, for some reason, Americans never took to hops too much, right? They were told that they were never taken to hops. Yes, but it had to start somewhere. I mean, in the early days, it was the German immigrants who came over who really started to make the beer, and they right. and they, they knew lagering, so they did that process. 
lager by they definition. Took the, yeah. They took the, the barley and the rice to make something that's close to the barley that they could get where they were in yeah. Germany. But they weren't as much into hops. Were hops, did hops come from another part of the world? Like we, we well, say no, India. Been, hops has been growing around the world for four centuries. Yeah. Since, you know, forever, yeah. essentially. Yeah. The idea of, oh, okay, so uh, let's rewind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to talk about prohibition yes. and what it did to, what it did, what it did to the industry of uh, beer, wine, and alcohol. Right. It decimated it and, and changed the way um, that everybody was able to, to buy and purchase and use the product. Okay, so at the end of that, there's very few breweries that survive. Right. Then then we have another world war, and we have another world war, and by the time it's all done, then we have big manufacturing, and I'm paraphrasing <laughs> in a big way, <laughs> and yeah. the rise of advertising, and the rise of advertising, mm-hmm. and so the rise of advertising with the advent of television and this. Basically says here this is the product that you should drink, hmm. and so uh, Ken has a can of IPA that was from 1935, and there's no beer in it, but it's just the can. Yeah. So the style was had exists, and this is the last can of this for roughly we're going to call it 30 years before somebody makes an IPA in the United States. Wow. Just because the prevalent advertising says this is what you should be drinking right, right? right. and so if you look at the original the early commercials that are on television because it was allowed to you were all allowed to have beer commercials that yes. you know were made out of cartoons and mm-hmm. were uh, talking about this right um, they really pushed this very light crisp uh, refreshing f- refreshing style of beer mm-hmm. also people's uh, taste changed when they weren't drinking beer mm-hmm to more soda stuff and uh, right. sweeter stuff. And they were also pitching all of a sudden, after Prohibition, a lot of beer at women. And their I assumption see. that women didn't want the big, heavier tastes. Yes. And so as they tried to broaden their market and no grow the market, mm-hmm. they were coming out with, you know, this is the thing that's going to be most accepting to most people to reintroduce them to, the, to what beer is. Right? Interesting. So right. interesting thing about um, IPA is that if you go to England mm-hmm. – uh, London or anywhere in there, and order an, order an IPA, mm-hmm. you'll get something that tastes a lot like a Sierra Nevada. Okay, um, it's around forty IP forty IBUs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that hoppy, not that bitter, and it's just because the the style was lost to the to the the people there. They don't know what that is. Okay, their their tastes have become so reduced. Or the demands of the consumer were so reduced, they're like, this is the beer we like. Mm-hmm. So the West Coast being one of the places where beer, craft beer has has been revived, mm-hmm. um, looks at their local looks at their local and go, Well, we can get Cascade, we can get Simcoe, we can get Pearl, we can get Warrior, we can get all these different kinds of hops and they're local. We might as well use them. Mm. I mean, most of the, most of the hops grown in this country are grown in Oregon and Washington. Oh, and so hops are also local to the West Coast. They used to grow them uh, through Sonoma County, almost just north of the Bay mm-hmm. Area. Uh, there's a famous winery, Hop Kiln Winery, oh. which is used to be a hop kiln. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, but the real estate there became too valuable for vineyards. No, hops, di- hops died out for the most part in Prohibition. Some okay. of the hop kilns are still around in Sonoma County. You can see the old buildings. Wow. Um, 
but uh, because hops come from Oregon and Washington and people started to collaborate uh, as the microbrewery thing came back together, they started right. to make new different hops. Now, right. Belgian brewers and English brewers, for some parts, buy American hops. Right. Yeah. So you're seeing Cascade and you're seeing uh, mm-hmm. uh, Amarillo. Columbus you're and seeing Tenial. Columbus. And all, it's all these hops that are being – that are. I don't know, I want to say the word infecting, but that's not really the right Yeah, infusing. Word. Infusing. Or, their, in, inspiring. Their, their, in, inf- infusing flavors. Empowering. Around the world. Empowering. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, right. um, so when you taste what is known as a West Coast IPA, yep. you're tasting something that really, it, it was re- almost reinvented here. And so the myth of, and we'll actually run this show soon, yeah. uh, called The Story of IPA. The story of IPA is once one, upon a time. Once upon a time, all stories start with once upon a time. Stories. In a continent far, far away, called India. Anyway, it's about a ship going from from England to India, uh-huh. and they found that I'm going to make this the shortest IPA story ever. Yeah, to preserve <laughs> to preserve the the, yeah. the rest of the show. Um, no, to preserve the beer, they threw in hops. Right, they threw in hops. Yeah, so the beer becomes hoppier. Yep, beer becomes more alcoholic because the process allows for. Um, the beer to ferment longer ferment longer mm. mm-hmm. so the beer becomes bigger more tasty the guys come back from their from their tour of duty and then they want this style of beer so yeah. that's really where the style came from um as did a lot of other alcohols uh, ports sherry's aquavit all about all the that. shipping it's all about the shipping right so the shipping changes everything yeah well when you don't have to ship far and right. you've got local hops yep might as well take, might as well take advantage of that. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so then we have the we have the fermentation. Then there's a maturation. They're, they they're aged. You know, not not too long, right? Beer is best fresh in general. So beer takes between depending on the style that you're making. Yep. Takes as little as seven days mm-hmm. and as long as three months. Okay. To make. Mm-hmm. So and it and it's going to depend on if you're making a pilsner. Excuse me, not a pilsner. A lager or an ale. Ales take the shortest amount of time to brew. Yes. A lager has to be, uh, the whole aging process is slowed down. And it's also about a lower temperature. It's a lower temperature. Mm-hmm. So you bring the temperature down to zero. Hmm. Uh, and I'm using That's Celsius. 32 zero for Americans. Celsius. Exactly. You right. bring your, 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 <laughs> as you approach, as you approach or zero, 33. 33. You want to approach one, right? So you bring your temperature down. Mm-hmm. What that does is it slows down the yeast process okay all right the yeast are still alive they're still doing their thing but they're metabolizing at a much slower rate mm-hmm. and so they're doing a more thorough job of converting the sugars into alcohol mm-hmm. and um with that you get a drier beer mellower mellower beer mm-hmm. and that's why uh, a lager tastes like it does okay and this is a point where we've been talking about top fermentation and bottom so in the in the lager situation all this stuff falls to the bottom and then that is the, the 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 liquid is then pulled off the top before bottling, before the final conditioning, right? Whereas in an ale, the fermentation is happening at the top, and they scrape it off, and then they they draw the liquid from below. They basically, well, in either case, they take the liquid out. They take the liquid out. Yeah, right. right. So it doesn't really matter where the yeast is on the on the in the in that brewing process. Yeah, it's because at some point it's just it's just taken out. You yeah. filtered. You filter it. And so, um, what's the, what's the know, centrifuge? A centrifuge. I've seen it's the that. Thing that spins. I know. McGee talks about sometimes they put they put beer through a centrifuge. Is that true? 
Yeah, I mean, there are different ways you can get stuff out and that's the, just, the tube. Okay, yeah. right. So that's a weight thing. So the so the the the, the denser matter is removed from the lighter matter. So, and you want to well, and it depends on the style of beer that you're making. But uh, wheat beers generally are unfiltered. Uh huh. So they're not they're not super clear like this uh, Sierra Nevada that we're making mm-hmm. or making drinking <laughs> 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 making work yep. as it were all yep. the verbs you need to use to hey where's my beer right in front it's of right you. in front of you oh, it's hiding behind the microphone the microphone <laughs> <laughs> The intern didn't pour it for you. You're used to that. Uh, you're used the to that intern. happening. The talent has to become the intern when the intern's called away for more important things. Oh, is that? Oh, no. I'm sorry. People are going to miss her sweet her sweet voice popping in every now and then on this show. Has her voice been on? I haven't heard her. I haven't heard this mystery intern. Oh, we got a real live intern now. We got a producer. Yeah, I see her. Producer and uh-huh. a real intern. Yeah, I mean, this place is you know packed. It's packed. <laughs> What's this one we got here? So we have Anchor Summer Beer mm-hmm. made in San Francisco. One of my pet peeves, it is Anchor Summer Beer. It's not Anchor Steam Summer Beer. Okay. Because Anchor Steam is a the brewery and the beer. A lot of people say Anchor Steam Porter. It's Anchor Porter because the brewery is Anchor Brewery. It's just the pet oh. peeve of mine. So this is um, – <laughs> I'm this, shallow. This is oh, no, 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 an interesting thing good. because uh, this is what I like normally this. if you have Anchor Steam, you cannot do what I just did, which is remove the label without – How would you do that? I just pulled it off. I did, didn't even see it happen. It, it suddenly just, was off. It was just you – know, I just, I just John removed un- the label I with one the bottle deft movement. <clears throat> wow. If it's an Anchor Steam, it's got this weird label that doesn't come off and like you can – it's a different glue process. It's a different glue process. It's a different whole thing. It's a bottom fermented glue as it's opposed a bottom, to a top fermented glue. Right. Ooh, correct. I hate it that. It sticks on there, and you cannot easily get a anchor steam label off. Even if you steam it or soak it or any of that, it's like stuck there permanently. Okay, the steam thing is interesting. Only in that Mr. McGee mentioned that there was one uniquely American style of beer. And steam that, beer. And that was the steam beer, and that which was – and is that Anchor Steam themselves? Well, it's the style that was brewed in California yes. up until Prohibition. And what would happen is that the beer would get sent up to Sacramento mm-hmm. from, um, from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And by the time it got there, basically it was – because it was cold, it would get put out on the dock and it would steam. Anchor – Anchor is sort of a halfway beer between an ale and a lager. Right. That's it's brewed using ale yeast, but mm-hmm. then put together like a lager. It's a lot like an alt beer from Dusseldorf, which is the same sort of thing. Okay. Um, but it is sort of the unique, how do we try to brew a Pilsner in California? Right. San Francisco, you couldn't get ice that easily. In like the gold rush. In other places. That's what he was saying, yes. And so here you try and cool it using fog and the, the natural. Oh. So it's sort of a half and half. If you go on the Anchor Brewery tour, yeah. you'll see the gigantic open pans that they use to cool the beer, which are like the gigantic open pans you find in Belgian breweries. Oh. Where they have, you go up to the attic and uh-huh. there's these things that are the size of the attic and three feet deep that they'd fill with beer. And because there's so much surface temperature, they'd let the cold air pull the uh, the heat out of the beer. Wow. And were those, now this is another idea altogether, but does that have to, with, in the case of Belgium, does that have to do with the open vat theory of of the yeast naturally in the air 
that, doing the fermentation that, that's or part is it related? Of it. But you can get around it. I mean, Anchor, they just have a screen door on where the fermenters are. Hmm. You just create a positive airflow that's filtered into the room where the uh-huh. where the air, where the beer is. So that it's not completely cut off from the world. It's open, but mm-hmm. you've got um, indigenous. <laughs> you've got enough air coming out. Also, with the yeast, um, if you have like a house yeast, mm-hmm. it'll be strong enough that it'll kill the other yeast that come in on people that are oh, there. Oh, I see. Because there's so many of this this one type of yeast. Yeah. That if other yeast come in, they'll die off because there are enough of the other ones. Okay. Yeah. Now the yeast for ales and the yeast for lagers are different. There's a different Correct. different kind of guy, right? So. The lagers are heavier yeast, right? So they fall to the bottom. I don't know. Is that why they fall to the bottom? I don't know how they end up at the top and the bottom. Yeah. But I don't know if one's heavier, Mm, one's lighter. If we had Brewmaster or Supreme Commander here, we could have that question answered. We had some, some, you know, alleged expert instead of us who are experts because we have microphones. We kind of don't. You know, from a a beer drinking point of view, I kind of don't care. Yeah. I'm just geeking out. I'm totally in a geek mode. Oh, no, no. It's an interesting thing. Right. From a from a worth, let's make beer point of view, mm-hmm. but it's not. Yeah, it's, it's kind of not important to the way the beer tastes because you know some yeast die on the top, some yeast die on the bottom, and yep, that's the way go. it is. Right. So this is a so this is their summer beer. So it's different than Anchor Steam. Yes, what you're saying. And what's, this is what's different about this. This beer is made with fifty percent wheat. Oh, so it's, that it's, a it's lighter, and it used to be called Anchor Wheat Beer. Uh-huh. It had a different label. But uh, this is their answer to the to the summer beer. This is the lighter thing. Wheat is a lighter is a lighter grain, so you get a lighter beer out of it. It's lower in alcohol, and it's not that hoppy. Probably mm-hmm. it's four point six, and they don't even list how hoppy it is on the. <laughs> now I've noticed from my own in my own limited tastes of beer that I really like wheat beers, but I really like American wheat beers. I'm not a big fan of the European wheat beers, and they're the really, horizons. yeah, they're yeah. really, really different. Um, well, and, part of it comes back to uh, to expectations of the American consumer. Mm-hmm. American consumer, if you take uh, a Gordon beer Hefeweizen, for example, right. which is an American beer but brewed to German style, yeah, you pour that into a glass, it's going to look cloudy mm-hmm. uh you can't see through it there's something wrong with the beer mm-hmm. you open another bottle you pour it in the, into the glass something's wrong with the beer yeah the perception is there's something perception wrong is wrong mm-hmm. the perception is there's something wrong with the beer so this beer this anchor wheat or summer which summer is, wheat which is, yeah it's re- rather clear beer. it's no, totally clear it, it has the same characteristics as what everyone is used to yeah. used to seeing and used to drinking. Yeah. So when you taste this, it, of course, it'll have a different flavor profile than what you're used to yep. from um, a lager from a from the, your normal everyday beer. Yeah. But you're not unhappy with it mm-hmm. because it looks like the beer that you've always mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's for me. It's the I'm not into the banana thing. That's what I call yeah. it. It's a, it's kind of it's a little sticky, a little heavy. It's fruitier yeah well it's it's the it's the uh difference between the american hefeweizen which is the stake in the ground is widmere yeah we have some of those yes right and right, right. uh i love widmere hefeweizen and then you get the german ones where it's the gordon beer should fall into the german ones where yeah. you get the banana clovey thing yeah. yeah yeah and uh all the german stuff uh pyramid makes a hefeweizen yes. which is more like the widmere hefeweizen absolutely 
Yep. And they are, they're two completely different beasts sort of done the same way. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, according to Mr. Uh, uh, McGee said that he mentions this, that American breweries produce uh, wheat beers, but they're not using the fennel-producing yeasts. So they're using a, actually a different yeast when they do it. And hence, uh, that's that's where the main difference yeah, is. It, so to get right. the effect that you were describing, John. In sure, a lot, to in reach a lot of other market. beers, you can brew something that when you get the banana clovey flavors, mm-hmm. that means you screwed up your beer if it's not a Hefeweizen. <laughs> if you get the banana <laughs> right. stuff, you're yeah. like, this is wrong. This is wrong. Yeah. I screwed up. Uh, and for the German style, that's that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to come up with that banana flavor. Yeah. Whereas right. the American Hefeweizens, like the Widmere, yeah. are the completely different sort of cloudy thing. Mm-hmm. And then this Anchor, and then one we're going to taste later, mm-hmm. and Sierra Nevada's wheat beer, yep. are a completely different thing. Because they brew with wheat like a Hefeweizen, but then they filter it all out. Right. So you don't get you don't get anything that's going on with the Widmere process um, mm-hmm. where it's cloudy. Yeah. And But I love I love Woodmere beer, and one of I the first too. great sitting around drinking beer experiences was years and years and years ago up in Portland when Woodmere was just an adjunct to this sort of bakery deli in downtown ah. Portland. It's like, this beer is amazing. Yeah. But again, it's also, it's a fragile beer. Uh, if you get Woodmere, it can have completely different tastes from the sort of sweet apple I've noticed that. Yeah. I thought it was just me. No, it's age of the beer. It's oh. how it was stored. It could, this beer may, the, the wood mirror that I just put on the table, yep. this has been at room temperature, which is 65. Um, <laughs> Welcome to summer in San, San Francisco. Francisco. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and it could be as low as 50 uh, yeah. room temperature. Yeah. So that beer may be damaged, but it may be just fine. Yeah. So we put one on the ice. We'll see. We'll uh, let it get cold, and we'll we'll try one well, at the, in the after show. Talk about that because I I'd heard that the whole skunky beer thing was kind of fixed. Oh, that's light. Okay, light light, light, light will damage a beer uh-huh. in five minutes. So if you can take here's the, this is the test the okay. science experiment for uh, your homework. <laughs> yeah, use. What was last week's homework? Just kidding. Not again. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> last week's homework wasn't that hard to do. Last week's homework was to take three beers. You need a dump button for me when I say stuff like that. Get three random one. beers that yeah. you've never, ever yeah, tried before and get one beer that you Sorry. have tried before and do a tasting with your friends. Yeah. Don't drink alone. It's not good form. I, I only drink alone or with other people. <laughs> I only drink alone <laughs> or with other people. <laughs> I only drink on days ending Y. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> Is it time for another shout out? Yeah, go make uh, the guy who did the Google Map. Yep. Uh, uh I believe it's Dave from New Mexico. Who I figure was bored sitting around in the weapons lab down there. <laughs> 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 so Do you have to read this whole thing? No, no, just give the tiny URL. Los Alamos, New Mexico. Yeah. Come on, that's the weapons lab. Go Bears. We retained our University of California is still running the weapons labs. Good for us because it's better than the defense contractor. Uh the tiny um if you go to the uh, Tour of San Francisco Beers uh, episode, which is about five episodes ago. No, three. And Great you go show. to the comment section, you will find a link for the matrix that I'm sort of putting together with my own biased comments about all the breweries in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But uh, David from New Mexico went and clicked on all the URLs because I didn't put the addresses down. <laughs> clicked on all the URLs and then made it a Google map of everything. Uh, that we will get... 
stuck up on the page when we get the page sort of redesigned. Yeah, but for the impatient? The, the, for the impatient, the current URL is http slash slash tinyurl.com 39exjl. Tinyurl.com 39exjl. And you can go there and you get the Google map that's got all the little pins Mm-hmm. If you've used Google Maps stuck in the uh, where all the breweries are, list of all the breweries with their addresses. And the nice thing about Google Maps, I think I told a story a long time ago about uh, maybe five or six years back, I went with a friend on a beer road trip, and we were looking for a brewery in Moscow, Idaho, and said it was like 20 miles out of town down a windy road. And then we found out it was in the parking lot of our motel. <laughs> and with Google Maps, the nice thing is you can hit satellite, and you can look at the satellite photo of where uh. the brewery and go, does that look like it's a place where you're expecting to find a brewery? Or does it look like it's you know 30 yeah. miles down the road, down the windy road? So thanks for David for doing that because we know you're all coming out here for summer. Yes, to drink beer, or you're coming out next week for uh, bring a jacket. The Brewing Network second year anniversary party. Yes, and you, and you need uh, help finding the bistro. Yes, at five o'clock on Sunday. Which bistro is this, John? Bistro in Hayward. The Bistro. The Bistro, okay. known as The Bistro. The-Bistro.com, I believe. I believe. Okay. And they have live music every single day. Uh, uh-huh. Mondays is open mic night. Everyone's encouraged. No one is discouraged. <laughs> <laughs> we should do beer school for open mic night. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and uh, it's a fun place. There's there's a festival at least five times a year. They had the, the, the Hop Rhizome Festival hmm. uh, most recently. There's the Double IPA Festival, the IPA Festival, the Belgian Beer Festival, uh, something else. They do anyway, something during Barley Wine Festival. Exactly. I forget Vic what Vic is always got something going on, and beers come from all over the world. Uh, at this point, it used to be just Northern California, but now it's all over the world. And it's a great place to try different things in a specific style. Yeah. Four short blocks from Hayward Bart Station. The very important. That's Stagger the there key from thing. Right, right. And right up the street is Buffalo Bills, the first or second brew pub in California. I think it's the second. In I Hay- never. Yeah, I always go first or second because I don't know whether. This is Hayward. This the, Hayward, beautiful the, downtown Hayward. It's, wow, the, it's only the, a, the trembling metropolis of Hayward. Thirty-five minutes on Bart from uh, Embarcadero. Okay. And so. you can drink beer almost right on top of the Hayward Fault. Hmm. Hmm. So, in the context of what we're talking about, I've always wanted to know what's a double IPA. Double IPA is more hops, more barley, bigger. Yeah. Bigger more alcohol, alcohol, more, more alcohol. Idea, what, what are we I mean, talking not, about? It's alcohol? not just—it's not just throwing two x the number of something yeah. into into uh, into the the boil. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically a style. It's instead of an IPA being around seventy between seventy eighty, it's an IPA that ends up being between a hundred and a hundred and twenty on the IBU scale. Okay, and what about alcohol? Alcohol is up nine, nine, Holy nine ten, eleven, somewhere around there. Whoa! And the thing is, is that as you as you make it more hoppy, mm-hmm. you want to have the malt backbone to back it up. Sure, right, right. So if it's too, if it's too bitter, basically, if it's hop water, which is one of the ways that I describe IPAs that are double IPAs, 
that are just like Gah. yeah, <laughs> like, you, and you want to take the you want to take the scraper and go. Gah, I preserve my like, tongue. All you're doing is scraping like this green film off your tongue. <laughs> That's disgusting. Who doesn't wake up every morning doing that? Well, yeah, but but in the middle of the day. <laughs> no, no. But if you're doing and it in a in public place, day, you're, you're you're expecting this really this you know balanced wonderful thing, and right. you end up drinking something that's just. Eh, it's just bitter for new even. It's it's like, amalgamating the proteins uh, on your wrong. tongue. By the way, huh. I learned that. The book. Yeah, I learned that from Mr. McGee. We've never had those words on the amalgamating. No, that's amalgamating the, first time the proteins. Has ever been on I'm the so show. proud. <laughs> My vice principal in elementary school was Mr. McGee. Oh, the yeah. same one? I don't think. So. <laughs> mm. so, what do we find? How do we find this relative to the uh, this being the this anchor, uh, anchor uh, summer, summer beer relative to the uh, Sierra I w- Nevada? I would say that it's not as hoppy. I totally would say not. The same thing. I would say it's probably. I'm going to guess twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's you know way way subtle. Way subtle. I- Personally, and from a like scale, it's lower. I like the hoppier. I'm a hoppier guy, so I like the I like the other one better. Oh, you like the uh, the Sierra better? I like the Sierra better. I think this is also a beer that is going to be more enjoyed the hotter it is. Because yeah, here's the thing: <laughs> it's a summer day in San Francisco, which is it's freezing. which is a winter day <laughs> everywhere else, right? Summer day in San Francisco calls for an imperial stout, exactly, yeah, exactly, or a double IPA. Yeah, or something that is not the what we're drinking now. Um, yeah, but but Fritz has a winery up in Napa, and he probably really enjoys this as he's tooting well, around we on went, his if we went his to original go. Porsche tractor tilling the soil. Tra- if we went to like the, a, if we went <laughs> that's to the, the first thing Porsche. If you go to the Porsche no Museum, no way. In Stuttgart, first thing they made was tractors, that's and they've got so, a Porsche oh, tractor in. The, oh <laughs> man, I'm so going up there. They also have a like a really swoopy, like early eighties on nine eleven painted pink like a pig with all the cuts of meat, hand lettered on <laughs> awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah, they had, oh. they, had, they had a bunch of cars they gave to artists to paint. Yes, I remember that. It was yeah. something and one in of them, the I like the mid-80s. one that was painted up like a pig at the book, at the butcher shop. So he, they they bought one of those. Yeah, yeah, that was a big. It was in nineteen eighty five. There was a commission of a number yeah. of artists. Rory Lichtenstein did a uh, BMW. By the way. Very cool. Right. Well, anyway, this beer. Is, <laughs> yeah. I would say the hotter this hotter it is in the world, yeah. the better this beer is going to taste. Yeah. Right now, if we yeah. go thirty miles east, yeah. well, where I came from, yeah. I mean, I come if we from. We went to the Central Valley, like Sacramento, or even even. I came from Menlo Fresno. Park. It was nice and warm. Horinda. Horinda. Uh, <laughs> okay, now you're getting hot. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're going inland there. I'm just going down the coast here. You coming up from the park? From the park. From the park. I'm from, from the park. Uncle in the from near the garage. Yes, right. I thought everybody who lived in Menlo Park looked like uh, Bill Walsh. Do I look like Bill Walsh? No, you don't look like Bill oh. Walsh. Maybe in think... 40 years. It's a pretty straight place, i got to say. It's pretty. Hell yeah. But it's it's also, from a weather point of view, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Oh, not that Walsh. No, no, no. Different one. Football. Football coach. Oh, I was thinking oh, basketball. I was thinking the other Walsh. That's why I was doing a... That sounds more like... Uh, oh, there we go. Last brain cell just died. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the guy from it's, the Eagles who sings that song about the beers of summer. That's right. Beers of summer. <laughs> oh, what was that? Donald Fagan. Donald no. Fagan. No, uh, Bill Walsh. No, the no, other uh, Walsh. The, uh, Don, so Henley. Anyway, Don Henley. Don Henley. Beers of Summer. He never did that T-shirt with the buttons in the front. 
the Henley. It's yeah. a rowing event I in don't England. Know one of those. The Henley. I was there once. Was so this this is a, a very good approximation of a beer in a can you find at a gas station, but with more to it. Yeah. It's kind of complex. Mm-hmm. There's, I dare I say, way. there's like this really small hint of banana. At the yeah, end. there is, and I think that's why I'm like, rrr, rrr. fruit. You see, fruit. I'm I'm not a big fan of fruit. Fruit is redundant. So you I need just to, no. We're, we're we have. <sighs> wait, wait, hold on. I'm gonna go. Get oh, you're gonna have? You, no, no, I'm not gonna open it. I'm just gonna. I just want to look at it. What's he gonna do? That'll be exciting enough. I'm nervous. John does this every now and then. When John's he gets wandering up. off mic. He's oh, bringing a bottle of wine. There it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, this could be barley wine. Oh, my God. For all of you. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is terrifying. It's coated in, it's a bottle coated oh in God, wax. There's a pile of those over there. Oh, dear. Okay, so this is, it's a Bordeaux-shaped bottle, by the way. Yeah. But it's got a It's got a cap. cap on it. It's got a cap on it. It's coated in wax, which could have been an accident or intentional. Looks like an accident, but it's actually it's the real deal. aesthetically rather attractive. And the bottle says... Raspberry tart, Wisconsin ale, <laughs> brewed with raspberries. Holy cannoli! Now, if you want to make everybody start to quiver, tell them what the name of the brewery is. Nuglarius. <laughs> Nuglarius. Nuglarius. This stuff is. Uh, oh, when the uh, when the shit we goes down, this. when I'm the shit goes down, this is better than gold with certain people. Pretty much, yeah. This is this is, is this uh, like bum wine. No. Bum wine. <laughs> Bite your tongue. This is good, huh? This is possibly one of the best beers that you'll ever this, have. This is brewing, Are you cereal? This I'm, is brewing I'm, I'm alchemy. Not, this is brewing alchemy. Wow. There's, 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 the, the other thing that makes everybody all quiver yes. is the cherry. And there's some of that here, too. You're serious? I'm, this is really good. It's beyond good. The voluminous raspberry bouquet will greet you long before your lips touch your glass. All right. Serve this Wisconsin framboise, very cold, in a champagne flute. Champagne. We can't open it today because we have the wrong glassware. It's okay. It's fruit. Uh, you know, it's I, the wrong it, show, too. It'll be lost on me. A bushel of berries. What's that show going to be called? <laughs> a bushel of berries. So once again, we got a beer yeah. that you could try against a gas station beer. Oh, it'll win. And Well, no, it's not, it's not about winning here. Hmm. It's, about, it's about learning. <laughs> and <laughs> understanding how this is put together, understanding how that beer is put yeah. together. And again, if well, first, sorry, folks, everywhere. Um, Anchor Summer, I don't know how far Anchor Summer makes it out of San Francisco. But the next beer we're going to have, we'll probably make it further. It's the same style as this, a wheat, a 50-50 wheat beer. Hmm. Um, top fermented. Top fermented. And um, <laughs> Thank you. This is something that if you don't want to move that far from the beer that comes out of the can at the gas station, it's a good move. This mm-hmm. is something if you want to pay double for the same taste with a little bit more complexity, this is the beer for you. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would second that. How far away can can this? Do they ship out everywhere? Anchor does. Yeah, they're big. Anchor, I forget what it is. It's well, we. This is probably wrong, but I think eighty percent of what they make is Anchor Steam. Yes, and then everything else drops down from there. Yeah, and so if you've got Liberty Ale, which is the first modern IPA in this country. Mm. Anchor Porter, which is the first modern porter in this country. Mm -hmm. Um, Anchor Summer, which used to be Anchor Wheat, which is the first modern wheat in this country. Oh, it was. And then the Barley Wine, which is the first modern barley wine in this country. I'm on Fritz's payroll now. You notice that? I'm doing great. Or else I'm pissed at Julio, and I just want to, you know. (laughs) And then uh, Anchor Small Beer. 
Small. Small would also be a good one for the show. Small is they brew the barley wine. And for the barley wine, you have a lot, a lot, a lot of grain. And no matter how much water you push through it during, during the mash, you're not going to extract all the sugars. Mm-hmm. What they do with a small grain is like trying to make a second pot of coffee mm-hmm. without changing your coffee grounds. Okay. What they do is they take the mash, they run more water through it, and they come out with a beer with the second runnings because really? there's enough sugar left to make yeah. a really small, light beer out of that. That's the Anchor Small Beer. Interesting. So out of all those beers, the, what, five or six that I named by yeah. Christmas, that makes up the rest of their production after steam. So if you can find steam a lot of places, it's because mm-hmm. that's, I think, 80% of the production down mm-hmm. the street. The rest is in small quantities. I've seen Porter and, and uh, Liberty Ale, a lot of other places, mm-hmm. but the summer and the small, um, you Not don't so really many. see around that much. Right. You know, it would be a really good competition. <clears throat> Take Anchor Bach. Oh, the, I forgot about the Bach. <laughs> Take Anchor Bach and infuse it with spices and come up with your own Christmas beer. Or or put it oh, put it in a barrel with fruit. Oh, yeah. Duh, right. fruit. Here we go again. Fruit. You have to try this. You, you're, 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 uh, you're, you're skeptical. I, I don't like sweet things. I don't like fruity. Uh, I mean, no, this uh, isn't sweet. This is tart. Okay. All right. I'll see, buy it says it. tart on the label. I, I see it now. Yeah. I see it now. John has a microphone in front of him. He's on the internet. Yeah. It says I'm tart on the, on the label. I'm on the iPod. <laughs> You're on the iPod. I'm on the iPod. <laughs> Quick, let him out. The poor guy can't breathe. All right. I know we're talking about summer wines, right, but just so very. Put this it, away. We're converging on subjects here, but. Give me a quick rundown on a port and a stout in the context of... A port and a stout? Yeah. We're drinking summer beers. I know, I know, I know. But what's... So this is the opposite. Um, let's right? see. A port... Or not, not a port. Excuse porter. me. Porter. A porter. porter and a stout. Yeah, yeah. Two way different styles of beer. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, typically, a stout beer is... And this Short is, and sturdy. Sh- right. Typical a stout, and this is the big old surprise, a stout... Will go anywhere between thirty and four and fifty IBUs. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a fairly hoppy kind of beer, but you don't taste the hops. Mm. Um, there's all these different complex flavors that are going on with it. So you get a bit of moss at the end. You get a bit of chocolate in the beginning, or a bit of um, coffee in the beginning. Um, and more often than not, in the United States, a stout is served on. Uh, served with nitrogen. So it's <laughs> got like this really nitrogen. creamy, smooth texture to it. Yeah. By comparison, a porter is sweeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be in the same IBU scale, but it's just more It's just more sweet. Okay. So more malts coming through. Um, the, hop, the hopping that they're going to use, they're not really bittering. They're more aroma. Um, and the darkness comes from from uh, the killing the the, mar- the darkness the comes from the roasty of the malt. Okay, right. So they're going they're going to use um, roastier crystal malt. malt. <laughs> Sorry, crystal malt to uh, that's uh, the second for cousin. The sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm you don't really, use that much dark malt. Yeah, yeah. It's just just for a color. little bit of dark malt. Yeah, and with color. all the other malts, gives you enough color. Yeah. Right. Now, in the old days, in the old days, no I mean, this, days. this was like deep source of calories. Back for, when we listened to music on the phonograph. <laughs> the wax cylinder. The, the, uh, these, were, these were highly caloric beers that were pretty much like a big source of nutrition, right? Well, that's the myth. 
So ah, Guinness is one of the lightest, lowest calorie beers you can yeah. drink. It's like a hundred and I'm going to say a hundred and forty calories. Now current versus three hundred for an IPA. Okay, but what about old world Guinness? Like before, same thing. Same thing. Really, wasn't that the idea? Was that it wasn't that it wasn't uh-huh. that alcoholic, but it was more and that or wasn't that much caloric. Yeah, but it had everything that you would need to survive. Oh, proteins, proteins, vitamins, vitamins, vitamin Bs from the yeast. Right, right. So you you know when you're doing the fast for forty days and forty nights or whatever it was, that's a Trappist. Then you could actually you know live on beer. (laughs) He lived on beer. Exactly, living on beer became enlightened. Possible. Uh Beer and a little bit of good barbecue from Memphis Minis will keep anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Did you do Uh, the field test? Because this is a screw top. Let me try that. Oh. <laughs> mm. A much less pleasant aesthetic experience exactly. for the lips. Yes. It's too complicated. It's kind of funny how they've switched. It's almost as if the, the world isn't... Upside down? No, the world is <laughs> in balance again because Anchor went to a twist off and Sierra went to a non-twist off. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the mark of Armageddon. No, it's just that they mm. can't both be the same. Sure they I can. see. I think no, then the world's be, out of balance. I think you should have to have a. I think you should have to carry an opener with you. Classic. Or my friend has it in classic. His, that John, you got to put that away somewhere. My friend has a beer opener in his flip flops. Have you seen that? I've seen those. Yes, it's. I don't quite, wear flip flops, but I think those are cool. It's it's it, bizarre. It's in, the, it's in the heel of the sandal. He he cracks open a beer by lifting up his foot. It's it's an it was an odd experience the first time. I'm sort of warming up to it. Right. I actually have a trained monkey that follows me around. I was wondering who that was in yeah. here. Yeah, it's throwing feces at the end. So, well, right I, know. Now. Speaking, I, I, I died. Speaking yeah. of cold, we have five rules that we have to follow. Rules for what? For drinking beer. Oh, and the first is: is the beer the freshest quality? Yes. You don't want to drink old beer right. unless it's beer that's meant to be aged. Unless it's beer that's meant to be aged. All right, maybe I'll right? get back to that because you guys talked about that in the other show. I talked about these sure. verticals. I was like, what? Okay. Other, oh, we got a vertical. We have a vertical sometime in probably July that'll make people vomit. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, is the beer served at the correct temperature? Very and in this case, it says between one and three Celsius. That's cold. Okay, that's too cold. Yeah, but it should be served that? at the. Um, we're gonna. It wasn't Harold. We're McGee. not gonna. We're I'm not going that. to call this out. Okay. Who this unnamed source? Unnamed source says, "Wow, thirty-three degree beer." No, come on, that's so way mer- too cold. Yeah. You're not going to be able to taste anything Nothing. at 33. Right. Except for cold. Yep. I'm 41 and I can still taste. <sighs> Come on, John. Has it been perfectly poured and presented? If perfectly you pour, poured? Well, you know, if you pour the beer in the glass and it and you put too much hat in it. You mean like motor spilling it on the table here all over my book? No, that's sweat. That's sweat. Oh, that's sweat. But, but the idea is, is that you have to, if you just pour the beer and you do a bad job of pouring it yeah. then the flavor profile may change the beer may not look correct in the glass oh. there may be too much head there may be not enough head all that it's one way to get ahead um was it served by trained staff what whatever here's the thing. the intern or the the, intern, the, the right? butler we don't have an intern we don't have the butler i miss the intern we do miss the intern so we're going to skip number four. Number four doesn't matter. There is no. This f- is crazy. This is crazy. The last is: Has the cleanest glassware and, equ- and equipment been used in its dispensing? I clean these in the bathroom after every, show. <laughs> every single time. So it is important to have clean. Glassware. I totally agree. 
And it is important to have fresh, uh, yeah. cleaned uh, dispensing material. So yes. if it's coming out of the keg and you didn't bother to clean the line from the keg yeah. top to Bad. the keg tap, you're, you're remiss in your duties. Yes. And the rest of those can be corrected if you just use the right words. Is, has, is, the, is the beer being served at its proper age? Has it right. been aged mm-hmm. properly? Right. Has it been aged and properly? do you expect to have a beer that's fresh? Do you expect, I mean, you don't want to have a beer that needs to be aged too soon. Right. Um, like any good wine. And then also, is it served at the proper temperature? The proper temperature is relative to the beer. Yeah. We had the case of the super secret special beer mm-hmm. that when we tasted it cold pre-show at the brewery. Didn't like it. Tasted like crap. Yeah. And then when we had it here warmed up, we're like, wow, this stuff works. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, the question is whether or not it's being served that way. Right. One of my big revelations when I went to England for the first time as a young adult, going to the pubs, was like, this beer is so good. You know, because right. it was the temperature was just perfect. It wasn't this ice cold American thing, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm way into. That's why I was cupping the glass earlier for this, right. just to kind of warm it up a bit. Well, I think I think that a lot of people, and we've gotten feedback on the show that the person who has let something warm up or open up, as we call it, mm-hmm. uh, has been really surprised at what they yeah. what they've had. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So Sierra, Sierra is mm-hmm. Sierra Nevada is. Better, relatively cool. The pale ale, Anch- yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, but Anchor Steam needs to be a little bit more not mm-hmm. not really cold. Really cold An- Anchor Steam isn't good. A little bit more lukewarmish, like yeah. fifty five. Yeah, Fahrenheit. Yeah, <laughs> not Celsius. So <laughs> would we like We're to do? <laughs> oh no, fifty five would be double it and add thirty, right? So you'd be a hundred and forty degrees. <laughs> I like my beer to be boiled. hundred and forty degrees Fahrenheit. No, not fifty Would we like this one next? Or yes. no that's po- no, that, that's that's that's, that's, okay. that's the end. That's I the was end. Paying attention, I'd know what to do. Yeah, make sure that Do your job. Just rotate Please. that beer in the in the uh in the thing. What do we got next? I'm I can, uh, we I'm, have I am waiting in anticipation. It's it's my job to to uh, pull these out of the cooler so they don't make that horrible mouse dying sound. <laughs> oh! Ah. And that totally comes through on these microphones. It ah. does. Oh. First time we did that when we were at Studio uh, C. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was a horrible sound. Studio B. Oh, yeah. Now it's not a horrible sound. No, that's Studio B. Oh, we're in Studio A. Oh, yeah. That's Studio B. Then we have that's the special studio backup. Right. Backup Studio, studio C. Yeah. That resonated with my fillings. <laughs> backup Studio C. Uh, oh, the last two I pulled out, I was trying to be so careful. And then you just not, let, it, let it fly. Well, no, to to get them where they weren't at the edge of our uh, environmentally sound styrofoam cooler. You know, we'll get a new cooler. You know, I figured out what the environmentalist, the environmentalist's greatest dilemma would be. What's that? What's that? What to do with the old uh, cooler? Bio, biofuel for your uh, biodiesel made out of whale oil. Ouch. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. Well, because we have this, we have this sad little have... story about the two wayward whales that have gone yeah. out of the ocean, what happened up the guys? Sacramento River, and I feel for them. I feel for the whales, but right now, I think they're just trying to get them out of the way of the drunk water skiers and to yeah. some place that when they eventually die, because they're not happy whales, no, where they can bury them nicely. Hmm. But we can extract their oil and make biodiesel out of it. Ouch. <laughs> It's the PC version of the show. We could actually Lisa, try whales. Hopefully they're not gay the whales. <laughs> or gun Have whales. you ever had whale? No. We should barbecue a whale. Midnight run out to the Delta. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, mm, uh, what was whale. the movie with Reno 911 in Miami? 
<laughs> that I didn't get out to see, but I got to rent the DVD oh where the, the whale washes up on the beach and they're trying to push it over and one of the guys falls into it. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Because it was so decayed. Uh, yeah. Then yeah. there's the Oregon whale that they blew up. <laughs> and that's a true story. That's a, uh, the very first time I saw this story, I'm like, there's no way this is true. And then that somebody has actual footage from the TV station. Where Do whales... you know the story, Craig? I've heard of it. Yeah. I mean, it, because it actually is a problem. Like, yeah. how do you deal do you with the decomposing of a, whale, of a very large... Right. And so they figured you could just blow it up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like when Les Nessman shoved the turkeys out of the plane on the Thanksgiving no, no, giveaway no, no, at WKRP. Les Nessman, only, Les Nessman only reported it. It was, it <laughs> it was, was Herb Darling. It was Herb. <laughs> and for all of you under the oh, age of uh, 35 you know, who've never seen much. WKRP, run down to your local video store, put it in your Netflix queue. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> <laughs> so what's our next beer? Our next beer is... See, we is, need that automator that puts the slice in, like exactly. we talked about. That we have uh, Sam Adams Summer Ale. And the little picture on the bottom is this Sam Adams-looking dude holding Himself. up a mm-hmm. pewter glass that's got a nice frothy head. Frothy. Toasting us. Oh, this has got flavors in it, though. It does mm-hmm. have flavors in it. Wow, what are we tasting? Lemons and no. grains of paradise, as far as I can tell from picking up the bottle and reading it. <laughs> I don't think there's enough grains of paradise in I it. I agree. Take it's got a bit of now. Lemon is a traditional paradise. thing one adds to wheat beer. Half of no, well, German, so? you get beat up in Germany if you put lemon in your really. Beer. Yeah. So this is another one of those burrito it's a, it's kind of retard things. It's kind yeah. of a it's kind of a mythology. Interesting. What about lime in, in Corona? Is that bad in Mexico? That's to keep either the flies from dying in the beer, or the best thing you could do is wedge enough lime in the top of your Corona bottle so yeah. the beer can't get out. That yeah. improves the yes, flavor of the beer. Right, Although I was also called out on this. Uh, by somebody who said, if you're on a beach in Mexico drinking Corona, Corona tastes good. And it's an issue of, again, the clear glass bottle, yeah. how it's shipped, and how relatively fragile it is. And it's a beer you want to have when it's hot. And I apologize to my friend saying, eh, you're probably right, although Corona is one of the beers that I always give crap to. But I can see that if you're someplace close where the beer hasn't traveled, it's been in what, the dark, 1,500 miles. 20 feet. Um, yeah. And it's 100 degrees, and you're out on the beach, and you know you're having people bringing you beer, yeah. and you're not to the margarita course yet, right? Of <laughs> course. <laughs> okay, yeah, so this so is this lemon, is an East can, Coast, right? Yeah, yeah, this is the this is an East Coast beer. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, the lemons are really coming through on their own. Yeah, I wouldn't add lemon to this beer because it's already got lemon. Lemon zest, it says. Do we have one? Oh, we have. Oh, <laughs> oh she's motor hold up a thing of lemonade. Well, that's for. Uh, wait, so which one of those beers are we going to add that to? I'd say the summer beer. Uh, I think so. The lemonade. Well, the, to do a beer cooler. <clears throat> yeah. My God, how far okay, has the I have show fallen? I have to retract everything I said half an hour ago. What's that? Well, what did you say? Uh, Argo? Even though this is a wheat beer, mm-hmm. this is a wheat beer with stuff to added. Yeah. So it's nothing like the the uh, Anchor Summer beer. No, it has nothing. It's nothing it's, like the Anchor it's Summer. It's not at all. It's it's got lemons in it. It's got this extra spice in it. It's it's kind of weak. The spice of paradise. Why would you say it's weak? It's weak in character. It's weak in it, not necessarily in alcohol. It's weak and it just doesn't have. Uh, it doesn't sit as big in your mouth as the Anchor Summer beer did. Yeah, it's just not. It's not doing it for me. That's a leading question, but I think that's what you wanted to yeah, say. Yeah, it was what I want to say. It's just kind of. <laughs> It's like it's trying. It's like it's trying. It's it's kind of got like grandma's lace in it. 
It's just kind of interesting. I mean, maybe I'm a West Coast snob. But. Now, you have to remember that who this beer is chasing. Okay. Who's it chasing? Uh, it's not chasing us. Right. Right? Because um, we are West Coast. So we like the hops. We like the hops. This is Sam, this is Sam Adams mm-hmm. trying to make a, a wit beer and not calling it a wit beer. Not calling it a wit beer. So, like, like yeah. um, this is a lot more – this is a lot more – this is something you should drink with Hoe Garden if you want to stay. Hoe Garden? Excuse me? I don't know that <laughs> Oh, one. you didn't know Hoe Garden? No. Uh, or this one. Uh, the, last week, we had two different beers mm-hmm. that would be the same sort of style as this. Uh-huh. This is you brew a beer like the Anchor beer, and then you toss other stuff in it. Right. Yeah. So, this and, is, but this is a lot more. This is the lineage of this is closer to a Belgian a Belgian wit or the uh, mothership wit that we have there from yeah. New Belgium that we talked about last. So orange, episode. Oh, okay. orange and coriander are the predominant flavors of this. Although they don't stand out, they're just there in the background. Mm-hmm. And this is lemon and grains of paradise whatever that is grains of paradise you get those at the the uh you get them at rainbow grocery and grains of paradise usually oh i can't that's the secret ingredient in somebody's beer right i don't know what grains of paradise are used for if does come uh, on it's a marketing term look look in look in uh, the index grains of paradise it's not here come on no, in your index, Mr. McGee must know this. So, are you serious? Um, this, so here's this is it a, is an actual thing. You get them at Race, Rainbow Grocery. Are you still, out of one okay, of the all right, and I'm believing you. So here's a summer I'll ale that I would say I'll fall for it. <laughs> here's a summer ale that I would say should not Holy be <laughs> served so cold. Yeah, we've probably damaged this beer by putting it in the ice. Let's put it in the microwave. Do we have a microwave? Yeah, we have a microwave. I'm I joking. Don't see it mounted <laughs> in the rack. It's not microwaved. Um, Grains of Paradise. God, right, you're right. So while we're was, looking, hey, the well, McGee book is going to give us some information. Exactly. I'll be right back. Um, that yeah. I haven't found it yet. Okay, it's under this. I'm in cloves and ginger section of the book. Yeah, it's it's that sort of thing. Really? Maybe he's just taking a step off from the uh, the orange and coriander to go to uh, lemon and grains of paradise. Hmm. So it's so it's not a it's not an actual grain. It's it's a. Uh, it's a it's a spice. It's a spice. Oh, still have you find it? it? Not yet. Okay, it's buried deep here in the in deep text and a lot of pictures. In this there are book. a lot of words on those pages. A lot of words. Well, when you got seven hundred pages to fill, you got to use a lot of words. A lot of words come in handy, especially when you're paid by the word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so grains of paradise is 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 um, it's a spice that went in there spice. with the lemon. So this when did this happen in the process? Is this like the end? No, oh, I don't know. After the fermentation, probably. Um, right, because you don't because you, if you're if you're uh, cooking stuff, some stuff is susceptible susceptible to losing its character if it's boiled. Yeah, other stuff you want to boil to get the oil out. Yep. So I don't know when. Yeah. Right. Do I look like my name is Sam Adams? No. No. You know, they don't look uh, like Sam as Adams, I've said right. on other shows, I've got a degree and I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh. So uh, advanced degree. Yeah, advanced. I have a master's if I don't know what I'm talking about. Doctor Motor. Yes. Yes, but uh, no. This is this is a lot more along the lines of the the, the Belgian wit beers than the Anchor or the Sierra. A little bit. I find the Belgian wit beers are heavier. Yeah. Did you say this? Well, that's the unfiltered nation. I mean, this is slightly less clear than. Uh, are they doing a flyby today? I don't know. We hear we have large jets flying. Or is there over a to... jet that really can't get its afterburners aftering? I've never heard that before. I've never heard that before. 
That sounds wrong, that jet. That jet's trying too hard. Could that be a commercial airliner uh, thinking that the know. Golden Gate is the actual line? Well, you remember that 747 that lost two engines on the – or one engine on the way out? When? And it barely made the hill? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Made well, the hill by 150 feet. Oh, that was an interesting flower. And, uh, <laughs> pull back, pull back, pull back. Pull back. back. <laughs> and uh, wow. so then they had to – they they made the hill and then they kept – Came around. They kept flying, and they had to fly out. Well, you're fine once you your your maximum thrust is takeoff. Once right. you can get up, you're fine. Yeah. Well, they could have gone on to Australia or wherever they were. That's gonna a go. long yeah. flight. But they didn't. They said, you know what? We've lost an engine, so they flew out 150 miles. Mm-hmm. They dumped fuel. Dumped fuel came yeah. back and they came back in. Yeah. Uh, downtown San Jose, they're building some buildings too tall right now, mm-hmm. and uh, most of the traffic into down into the San Jose airport comes. In over downtown and lands. Yeah. But in the takeoff direction now, they've let a couple of buildings sneak through. I don't oh, know how they do this. No. There must be morons down there. Um, <laughs> that their weight restrictions on some flights if they have to take off in the opposite direction out of San Jose. Wow. Yeah, isn't that That's great? That's crazy. Somebody's really on the ball there at the Oof. landing department. Woof. Because San like, Bruno Mountain's been there forever, so you can't roll. It's not, <laughs> San Bruno Mountain's <laughs> not going to move that mountain. Plus, we were an idiots and put our airport three miles from downtown. <laughs> yeah. So, of our three beers, this is the one with the most flavor, or the most flavors. Yeah, it's a. I would say it's well to call this beer complex. There's stuff going on. There's stuff going on. There's an A, B, and C. There's the beer there's flavor. A be- there's a there's the lemon flavor, yeah. and then there's the the bird of the. Uh, Spice of Paradise here. Spice of Paradise. <laughs> and Grains they grow that in Paradise City. Mm. If I say that Just enough, say can we run Paradise City in the background like that fancy Take thing we did with Peach? Paradise City! So, supposedly it has no IBUs. That's impossible, John. Doesn't say. Fish can't swim without IBUs. They also can't. <laughs> Uh-oh. Somebody's got to say something. Grains of Paradise. Oh, good. I I found it in the chart. The flavor components and common spices. Grains of Paradise have linalool, which gives you a floral taste. The woody taste comes from humulene and cariophylline. Is this this helpful? Humulus is a hop, is a character in hops, I believe. Oh, okay. So you might be getting a little bit of the hoppy thing going on. Right. And the cariophylline comes from my aunt, Filene, um, who drank a lot. And <laughs> gingerol shogaol gives us pungent qualities. There you go. They're herbs. Sounds good. They call hey, shout grains. out to Michelle's mom, only because she's our biggest fan. You know why? Why? Because according to medieval legend... Uh, <laughs> medieval? Medieval legend... <laughs> Grains of Paradise were thought to have an aphrodisiac property. Ah, there you go. But they were wrong. They were wrong. Really? Yeah. They have a a phenol. They they didn't uh, they didn't do anything. <laughs> so a guy who mm-hmm. is named David. He says he's a twenty four twenty four year old student from Germany, and being a Mac geek, um, he heard about. Beer school from Mac Break Weekly. All right, so now we're getting the reverse. We're we getting the people, reverse, right? Okay, yeah. <clears throat> and so he writes that uh, 
You may not believe it, but even here we learn nothing about beer in regular school, although we are allowed to drink it at the age of 16. So I'm glad to be in your beer school. Excellent. What, what country again? Born in Cologne. Uh, uh-huh. Meaning he's from Germany because yeah. his uh, his uh, email address ends in .de, mm-hmm. which is sure giveaway. Which is sheer giveaway, right? Yeah. But I always wanted to do uh, have a domain registered in the .de, and it would be pizza du. Pizza du. Yeah, pizza dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the delicious influence. Exactly. Yeah. Born in Cologne, I drink a lot of Kolsch, especially Gaffel Kolsch. It is a relatively bitter compared to the sweet uh, Reichdorf or the mm. watery, f- uh, and it's got umlauts on the yeah, fru, must, yeah. however you pronounce that. Really. The problem is that I don't feel good when it's in, it doesn't feel good when it's in the bottle. Well, the of course. Only, it's not oh, right. Yeah. Put it in a glass. Drink it. The only way to enjoy a Kolsch is to buy a 10 liter barrel. Oh, this guy's serious. He is. In Cologne dialect, we call it a. Serving. <laughs> Peter Manchun. But obviously, it is not a practical size when you just want to have experience of refreshing experience in the evening. So, the beer I prefer in bottles is Hefe Weisen, Hefe Weiss Beer, uh-huh. n- uh, Nottertrube from uh, Pollaner. Hmm. Nottertrube is just sort of like unfiltered. Yeah. A okay. great wheat beer with a little sour, citrus like flavor in the end. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you for entertaining and also. Your educational podcast chatting. Yes. Podnet cast thing is how he actually put it. <laughs> and he says, I hope the umlauts got through in the email. You know, they the great thing about the problem with through the, us. The, but the thing is with the umlauts yeah. is I don't know if it's a U uh, or a uh, or a U or uh, how are those. I think started. it's an uh. Uh, We'll give it to Mr. Motor. The best thing about. Germany is you can drink beer at the age of 16. Yeah, wow. And I've got a great uh, story when we... Uh, I love this little story. Um, <laughs> when Jaime, who will be a future uh, guest on the show, and I wandered into Oktoberfest for the first time, and we sat down at this table, and we were at a table full of basically high school students because some of the kids were drinking soda and the other kids were drinking liters of beer and by kids i mean incredibly attractive 16 year old girls oh. and dirndls <laughs> and uh and you know some guys um but yeah that was one of the things it's like yeah the the age here is 16 right so uh well i don't know if the 16 year olds in the in the united states would be able to actually be 16-year-old enough to uh, to drink beer. They would be if they were raised properly. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Kronbacher Pills is the... Is the, the uh, oh, we're going to have to find that. I have a, I have a, I have a collection of uh, German uh, HO scale Fleischmann uh, railway cars with different beer breweries names wow. on them. I have two Radeberger cars. <laughs> And these aren't rolling; they're just in a box, right? No, they're they're on my bookshelf. Oh, okay. Along with my other, you know, it. I like my model trains. My problem <laughs> is if I got if I got a bigger space, like with all this space, I go. I would have built trains. Yeah, well, believe me, I want to put trains all all around the top. I got the trains. Don't know that that's going to happen. I don't think they're living <clears> in my apartment. I think either. they're. Uh, I think that we get the space temporarily, and then we get. Uh, 
excommunicated to uh, a newer space. Ivicted? <laughs> Ivicted, exactly. Uh, what else do we have coming up on the brewing calendar, John? Well, we have the uh, the next four shows are very interesting. Um, next week, the next show that you're you're actually you might not hear this is the next show, but the the next show that we're studying for is all about prohibition. Prohibition. How, prohibition in the United States. So how we got there, what caused it, how it's gonna how it affected everybody, and uh, how FDR won the presidency in 1932. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and actually, it's the podcast that I've studied most for. It's covering about fifty years of time because it doesn't. It's not just one single event. The the they don't wake up one morning and say, "Guys, no, pff, no more beer." No this this starts this starts from around the Civil War and moves forward. Yep, and it's a fascinating thing. I mean, really, the state of the the nation causes this, and the effect they had no idea what hit them how would we have gangster movies today if it wasn't for prohibition how would we have las vegas if we didn't have gangsters how would we have las vegas if uh i don't know anyway what stays in vegas uh stays in vegas (laughs) (laughs) show up the show (laughs) the show after that it's all about home brewing um, it's good you said something because I was going to go way off in a different direction there. The show after that is about homebrewing, um, which is what really caused uh, – prohibition actually caused people to really start to think about putting um, – brewing different things in their home. Also, I think a lot of people who homebrew now um, are in places where good beer isn't readily ac- accessible. It's That's true, like in L.A. <laughs> One of the most predominant homebrew clubs in L.A. The Maltese Falcons. Yeah. Um, those guys are brewing are brewing great beer there because there's a lack of brewing in their community. There's some breweries, but it just, it's just per capita, of, it just doesn't happen. Which is strange because San Diego, even further south, where you think the climate is less hospitable there's to that, all kinds that's of where amazing. the world, the, one of the uh, points of gigantic IPAs come from. Exactly. So... Who knows what's going Who on? Who knows? What's South going of San Diego. On. Then we're gonna have Rockstar Bartender back at some point. At some point, and then, uh, then so then there's two shows after that, and we're gonna have this amazing live show, of the 21st Amendment, sometime in the middle of June. Woohoo! Yeah, it's gonna talk about the 21st Amendment. We're gonna talk about the the 21st, the 21st the Amendment at the 21st Amendment. Yeah. we're gonna try to do a live feed on the 21st. No. That would be cool. Come on, you got to admit it. 21, 21, 21. Yeah. We have to wait uh, 14 years for that. No. And there's no 21st <laughs> month either, so. Oh. Uh, no, 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 no. The idea of doing it on June 21st. Right. I didn't even think about that. All right. Yeah, it's well, kind of like yeah. a solstice leave kind of thing. No, just well, a thought. Is that after the fishing trip? Same time as the fishing trip. Hey, and we're going to have a kegerator giveaway. Kegerator. We it? talked about having a kegerator <laughs> giveaway, but the problem is that we didn't find said brewer who's giving away kegerator mm. we're working on it we're working on a we're kegerator. working on a kegerator giveaway <laughs> problem is you got to show up here and pick it up yes john you know the problem with your chairs what's that i looked took a closer look at them they're merman hillers <laughs> these are fake these are merman hillers yes that's why they keep falling apart i like this they're one f- better than my merman Wait, hiller these, <laughs> these are fake they're just, not it's just joking but yeah no. Hey, it's ben, like fried salad. Oh, want so to buy a chair? You, you, so <laughs> hey, do you know where to get the parts? No. 
I don't. Wait, uh, any listener I, who knows how to get Aeron repair parts, yeah. especially that little nylon gasket that keeps it from snapping back, would be much appreciated <laughs> by any of your... Uh, well, we, I put the uh, old broken chair over there in the corner, so... Uh, with a little cap and these, on. These, I think, are B-sized chairs because mine's a C, and I like this one a lot better than mine at home. Hmm. These are Bs. I Because the Cs are rare, and the As are even more rare. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And there's a there's a. So I'll trade you a broken C for a, a perfectly good functioning. <laughs> Only B. if we can get the donut that goes on the that fixes it. <laughs> donut. So where are we going to go with our beer from here? What is, I'm not so Craig, just because of my history of beer, yeah. I'm not wild about the Sam Adams. I'm not. Stuff. I'm not digging it. I can't even finish it. I you mean, it's not that bad. You don't have to. I won't. But we only have so many glasses. Oh, good. We have an extra glass. All right. Yeah, it's just it's not, you know. It's the uh, the weird grains. Grains of paradise. It's just it's just weak. So we're going to invent a shandy next? We are going to invent a shandy next. Okay. I think it goes with... I think it goes with the anchor. I think it goes with the anchor. I have to finish this. Although we could do two. Oh. I could mix an anchor oh, shandy. Let's, let's and do... Because we have another, we have another glass over there. We have another... Yeah. The so, budget has... We have five <laughs> glasses, all stolen. I mean, borrowed. Port. What's a shandy? A shandy is um, is a summer beer. It's a mix of lemonade. Oh, you are going to do this. Yeah. It's oh. a mix of lemonade and um, beer. And, and beer. Oh. And so it's popular amongst the people that are seeing Van Halen um, in 1984. Yeah. Oh, wait. That was 1984. Oh. Oh. Pardon me. Hmm. But, um, but the idea is, is that it's um, it's something that's accessible. It doesn't taste like beer. It's, uh, I don't know. The Germans like them. They call, I think, ch- Shandy in, in Germany is a Rattler. Hmm. Hmm. And they have a they have a wheat beer that they mix with lemonade. And I tried that the day after Oktoberfest ended when I was really, really, really hungover. <laughs> I didn't like it. I should have had real beer. Ah. But... Um, we're going to try two variations here. We're going right. to try one with um, a wheat beer, which is probably closer to the traditional German way. And we're going to try one with the Sierra Lager. Um, um, we're going to, I'm going to finish up the Sam Adams. Um, you know, we're yeah. going to do a 50-50 of this. I think we're going to do it with the Sam Adams, too. Well, I'm not going to finish that. So oh, okay, I'll pass. One so this will be this will be the eliminated flight of what we've exactly. previously a had. Flight eliminated. Flight o lemon. Does that shaken up? Make sure it's emulsified. <laughs> I grew up with this the stuff you used to get frozen, mm-hmm. and if I was really nice, I could eat it out of the frozen container as a snack. Wow. <laughs> Yes. I'm not used to the stuff that's made out of real lemons. Lemons, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is real this is lemons Odwalla. and cane sugar. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. as, it's as it's as close to lemonade stand as you're ever going to get. Yes, by our local Odwalla. Well, you got to put when you make lemonade, you got to put sugar into it. Exactly. Yeah. If it's high fructose corn syrup, it's just not going to. You got to pour. I can't pour. I can't pour. You can't pour this. No. All right. From that far. Jeez. Oh, kind of skeptical. Yeah, it's going to. All right, so John has added right, half so, half lemonade to your Sam Adams. And it actually looks more like a proper half of ice. It does now. It looks yeah. more like a, a white beer, wit beer. And a I'm going to go. I'm gonna go lager first. So this is the uh, the fitty fitty. I don't know. That's fitty. Make sure that no, maybe you it put is. less lemonade in it. Because yeah. I put a fifty fifty, and it's uh, okay. That's overly. that's a third a third. That's a third two thirds. 
This tastes like lemonade more than it does beer. Really? <laughs> well, you're also starting from the funky uh, Grains of Paradise. Grains of Paradise. Okay, I'll try it here. Thing. But it's tasty. I just want to drink this lemonade. It smells no, really it smells good. <laughs> I, would, I would not think there was beer in that. No, there's no beer in it at all. And this is the 50-50. That's a that's the anchor. So I got an my anchor. assumption is that one's going to be the best. Okay, so this is the one th- one third lemonade, two thirds anchor. Yeah, it's one third, two third anchor summer. Mm. <laughs> mm. This is nice. It's pretty yeah. good too. This is here. Try this one. I, I'm I'm everybody's like all surprised going. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> Try that motor. It's got a nice bitterness to it. Um, Wow, that's really good. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the anchor. I'm no, no. This is the that's Sierra. Sierra. That's the Sierra. This is the anchor. For folks at home, we're just passing the glasses around. Yeah, the Sierra one's the best. Ah, that's so good. <laughs> I mean, good. all of them, all, except for the. Let me try that one here. This the is except that one. Why don't we? I, I mixed that wrong. We, we may got have some to, more. Where's the? Uh, have more go. beer. We can oh, bring add this some beer. One up. There you go. They're perfect. That has an ale color. I am surprised, I'll admit. And you can do this. You could probably do this with I'm pretty much Coors, any, Coors yeah. Light. Coors Light. Ank, uh, oh, come on. You wouldn't no. want to sure do this. So, so here's the thing. You could. I don't want to do this with the super it. hoppy beer. I'm liking the. Be- well, that's me. I'm oh, liking try, the. Wait, try what, this. What? <laughs> I fixed it. Try that. I fixed it. <laughs> Oh yeah, Ma- yeah. Um, yeah, a lot better. So it's a it's a third two thirds. So this was we're back to the Sam Adams now with, with a proper. I'm making this for July fourth. Oh, this is good. So <laughs> it, it is. It's two thirds beer, one third lemonade. No, uh, I'd, I'd I'd say let's try one quarter lemonade. Less lemonade. All yeah. Right. So just pour some more beer right, into it. Yeah. Because it's like you know all water based stuff. Now wait a minute. Am I on the anchor bottle here? Or am I on the? Uh, this it doesn't this matter. Oh come on! Come have, on! This is beer school. This is not be beer scientists. This is not beer. School. <laughs> oh, is that beer? You? <laughs> uh, some some guy is going to make beer university happen and. Yeah. Uh, Grab the URL now. Actually, if you if you go to bubblosity.com, dot com, mm-hmm. it forwards to beer school. Bubblosity? <laughs> How many URLs do you own, John? Too many. <laughs> but it was funny because we, we were talking about it on the show. Like, oh, yeah, Bubblosity. And we're like, Shh. okay, that's got to. What about Tastification? Tastification. Tastification. It's probably going to be mine now. So this is higher concentration. Of, I kind of like it. It it It's it's in a neutral state. It's the Swiss oh, yeah. moment. This is, this is more like, this is actually more like what you get in Germany when, is you, it? Get a, when you get a Rattler. Because it's neither balan- neither yeah, sweet that, nor tart. It's that's just a, like... That's a Rattler right there. Right on the oh, line. Oh, bravo. That's good. Isn't that good? <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think that's the ratio. I think it's 75-25. 75-25. And this yeah. is with a Sierra, which is a little bit more hoppier, right? So Yeah. Sierra's, the Sierra's hoppier than the... Uh, what so I was trying to I'm do... I'm going to call this out. This is not going to work with the, with this the is IPA. Good. This is good. No, this is you need to. This would work would, with Coors Light. Agree. This would work with uh, Bud Light. Coors. It would probably work with Ugh. Old Milwaukee. It might not work with uh, PBR or Miller. Some of the sweeter ones it won't work with Hams because Hams is like super sweet. Yeah, or Miller. Yeah, I said Miller. Yeah. Mm. Some of the 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 tartar beers toss a little lemonade in. If you're out yep. with your special lady, she'd probably like this. If she's not a beer fan. She's gonna special be like, lady. Like this. Yeah, and, and pre-mix it ahead of time so you get that. You'll know when it happens. I know it's when I'm serving like, at my uber-exclusive 4th of July fireworks party. Exactly. Uber-exclusive. 
it's, well, it's when it, it crosses the tongue in a complete singular wave, right? It's, it's neither tart nor sweet. That's it's hot. It's just like it's just like it's like whoosh. It's like a, it's like a rectangle, as opposed to a triangle. As opposed to a triangle. Yeah. So if you do this right, or polyhedron, with uh, with bottles do, or whatever, you could mix a pitcher of this for your guests and pour it out of a big glass pitcher and fool the them. Yes. Especially if you do a fifty-fifty, yeah. they'll never know there's beer in there. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you use that, like some of these pre-lemonized. I think I'm, I'm smelling homework here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is, <laughs> this is perfect homework. You totally your got homework it. is to get is to figure out the best beer to go with your uh, your fifty-fifty. Right. Yeah. Now we used pure lemonade, so that also you know we have to well, we have to you know, say the thing is, is it's not pure. It's sixteen percent juice. It is okay. Although when you're making lemonade, I would my guess because I've made lemonade before. Like from sixteen percent juice is probably about it's as good. much lemon as you can put into yeah, lemonade. Right. So the other alternative was the other organic uh, lemonade mm. had twenty three percent juice in it. Oh, and it was like, eh, I'm going to go with what I know. I know that that's going to taste like right. I know what that's going to taste like. So yeah. that's what I'm going to get. Um, mm. And uh, what I would try not to do, maybe should they should I would try. try. I would try not to do. Um, lemonade out of a can that's that's uh, high fructose corn syrup because mm-hmm. that's going to have that body, yeah, that, yeah. That, that sugar flavor that you're not going to be able to get out as easily, right? So that might means, start really fighting with some of the sweeter flavors in the beer. Yeah, yeah. And so um, you know, go with mm-hmm. a go with a more fresh, organic. And I know that you can find it even frozen. Or make it yourself. Or make it yourself. Just squish lemons. Lemonade yourself is not yeah. that hard to make. And add sugar. Well, and you don't have to make that much of it to go with the beer. Because you right. can get 10 lemons for a dollar yeah. in the middle of the summertime. Yeah. At least around here you can. You yeah. know, you can get a dozen lines for $30 if you're ordering room service at a casino in Vegas. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> a dozen limes for $30. How is that a bargain? That's a story for the after show. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was the not, big old not the formal part. Of this it. was the big old surprise because everybody was like, uh, "Why are you bringing the lemonade?" I, you know, I was totally skeptical. I'm, I'm won over. I, I, I think this is good. And I think I was just hateful toward everything. My uh, hungover day after Oktoberfest, <laughs> <laughs> everything sucked. I ended up buying. I got a Stein. <laughs> With, and I got a liter bottle of uh, Pellegrino. And so I was drinking my liter bottle of Pellegrino out of my beer stein going, uh, uh, I hate life. <laughs> Everyone sucks. So, Craig, place. is there anything else in that book that we need to know about? You know, we're, we're doing, we did pretty good. Um, we got over the, the, the major beer types. Now, conditioning is a weird thing. Just make sure your beer is young enough and old enough. Yeah. I don't use oh, wait, conditioner I, every day in the shower. I like to do it every other day. You use cream rinse. I noticed that. I, I noticed it when I first saw you. I need a haircut. Well, looks lovely. Yeah, it's um, a little shaggy. So, so the, the this whole foam thing, nitrogen. Now, the English, or the ales themselves are less carbonated by nature, right? By nature, yeah. Because the, the well, gases are escaping. But, uh, so, so, you know, yes. a lot of the carbonation in... In uh, microbrew beer, come from infusing CO two into the into the beer. That's fake. It's not fake. It's the expectation. Motor. Uh, <laughs> Who's raising his hand? If you've been to if you've been to Magnolia, 
Yeah, I have. Uh, you Magnolia does a good job of keeping a lot of beer on cask, where you can taste a cask beer against a beer on CO2. The same beer. CO2, you, oh, you make wait, the whoa. same beer out of the same big bucket. Right. Some of it goes into, like, little cake things that are put on a shelf, and they are served naturally without carbonation. So they have those big hand pumps, and I'm making a gesture. Yes, like I'm motor's gesturing large. Air pumping. That sucks the beer up. And in England, you still have that. Yes. All the commercial beers, they, they suck it up. It's like pumping the old pump at the will. And while most beer everywhere else is pushed by CO2. Oh. And so the CO2 has more bubbles. Yep. And you can really taste the difference. Those beers are completely different. Yeah. Same batch, one served one way, one mm. served the other way. And it's just the way it's delivered. Also, I, this is probably a rerun. Um, there was a bar in North Beach where the Guinness Rip came by, and rather than setting up one line to have uh, nitrous push the Guinness, he just set up nitrous to push all the beers there. Nitrous oxide? The, the, or nitrogen. 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 Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and That'll nitrous, be fun. <laughs> <nitrous beer should laughs> just be, suck on the tap here. I don't uh, need a liquid. I, I'm just going to just open it so that the gas comes through. But there, there, are generally, there are generally three ways you can get beer. Oh. And... Uh, while for Guinness the small bubbles are good, um, the the CO2 is meant to push most beers because that's the way you expect it. It's a bitier, sharper taste, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which works well with most beers. With Guinness, you want the rounder taste. Personally, I like Guinness out of the bottle with the CO2, but that's a... Is that the Boddington's thing where they have this little device inside that does... that's trying to... That's trying to, to... billions of dollars of research went into that to try yeah. and figure out was, how to make the beer taste That was the same. actually homework, was to use safety glasses and gloves and take apart a bottle. No, not a bottle, but a can. A body. To get to, uh, to, get to the widget. Oh. Yeah. What, was, what was the widget? What the widget the is just something that spins and forces. There's like a vortex that happens when it Deep. opens. And it all goes through there. And it's a different way of releasing oh. carbonation into the beer. Yeah. So you know if you're you know this, but for your audience, something I learned. Do I know this. You know. I don't the, know what I'm. You're, you're I don't an expert. Know what I, I don't no, know, you know what I know. You know what you know. If you're pouring a beer and the foam head is rising and rising and rising and about to fall over, and you don't want it to happen, you just touch the rim of the glass with your finger, and the oils from your finger will decrease the amount of, of foaming that happens as the beer rises. Well, that's a surface tension thing. It's a surface tension thing. It's part of the chemistry of foam. Just FYI, and hence, wow. and hence the need for clean I glasses. If that came through on the air. Oh, I'm sure it did. <laughs> needs that, more lemonade. Needs more lemonade. Needs more cowbell. <laughs> did that come through on the air too? It does. I'm sorry about that. You know, uh, we're going to get the we're going to get the little next time the studio. So the studio is an ever growing thing. Mm. Next time on the studio, there will be buttons in front of everybody. But I'm going to have to remember to push the button too. No, you're going to remember to push the button. The intern will push the button. The intern will tell you push the button. No, well, she'll, 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 don't do it, right? she'll stand here and watch and hit the button when he's about to do something loud. We need a dump button for me. <laughs> Whenever I start to go, because I know I listened to last week's show. Yes, I liked last week's show. There was a little bit of surgery done. A little bit. <laughs> so you need a dump button for me. And like a gigantic flash of light in my eyes to get me to straighten back up again. <laughs> so we didn't reveal secret identity. No. We didn't. We had to cut that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we uh, had to. Um, I started a bad mouth someplace that I shouldn't. Exactly. Oh. We, uh, we had to uh, fix that. 
I hate smartest that part. bar in the whole world. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Had to fix the uh, smartest bar in the whole world. Yeah. I know the feeling. When Not I that the, it needed to be fixed, because it is the smartest bar in the whole world. But he didn't just, want it out there. Didn't want the comment about that bar. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that was like, um, a, yep. Is there anything else in that book? That's it. All right. We read the book. Okay. The Good Book of McGee. So what is, how, where can we find this book? Find it at any decent bookstore. This is the new version, the new um, edition. Uh-huh. Um, Alex has an older one, Alex Lindsay, because I was looking at it the other day at Pixel Core. Yeah. Not they, he totally revised it in two thousand four. Different different pictures, I understand. Different pictures, and the two thousand four edition is really really nice. So be sure you get the new one. Harold McGee on food. So is and that cooking. like is that like uh, Larousse gastronomique or what is? It's not a, it's not a cookbook so much. It's more of a geek book about okay. food. It's a total food geekery. So um, anything about every kind of food, how <laughs> it's made. I mean, one of his things about steak. Now you guys were talking about steak in the yeah. last show I listened to was. Um, his thing was have much flippage in your steak on the barbecue. Really? So mm. thirty seconds flip, thirty seconds flip. It's like it's like an aerobic exercise. So that's that goes contrary to what I know, which is not flipping. Right, which is because the old you, you the want, old seal you want, in. You want you want three minutes on a side, mm-hmm. three minutes on a side, two minutes, two minutes, and you're done. Right. Yeah. He he did a different thing. He's like totally debunked the whole seal in the juices thing, which is totally wrong. Uh, from a chemical point of view, okay, Duh. sure, yeah, hate yeah. that part. And so, so he said, oh, so he had this multi-flip thing. So I'll try it. It works. It's great. It's thirty like, seconds, thirty just, seconds. It just, just be a flip monster. And okay. so it's all about. And and actually, if you can preheat the the steak to room temperature ahead of time mm-hmm. to get the temperature even throughout the entire slab. Well, the idea is that you don't want it too raw in the middle and too burnt on the outside. No, but so. the thing is that if if you take it out of the fridge and put it on the grill. That's Bad. not. That's that, not good. That's not good because you're never going to get even temperature throughout the Correct. steak. Correct. And so, if you know that you're going to the barbecue, yes, at five, yes, take the steak out. It can still be in the wrapper. It's still going to be cold all day long. Mm-hmm. But just take it out of the fridge and put it on the counter. In the about, wrapper, about three, four hours before. In the wrapper, yeah, in the yeah, wrapper. yeah. Don't take the don't take it out of the wrapper. Don't take it out of the wrapper. Right. Just leave it there, and so uh, it'll just warm up overall. Yeah. And so by the time you get to there, and so here, temp, room temperature is 65 degrees. Because mm-hmm. it's San Francisco. It's in it's summer. Right. <laughs> right. right. But if you're in, uh, but this could be in, other, in a normal well, part of the world. But if you're in the other part of the world where your house is air conditioned to 65 degrees. <laughs> or, or 50, right, right. <laughs> there you go. So yeah. your, your steak's going to warm up a bit. Yeah. And it's just going to cook all that more evenly. Yes. Now what we do, we have the <laughs> we have the food <laughs> food saver, <laughs> mm-hmm. so we can see, seal it in. You sure. know, like, like uh, so our we have our beef that's so actually, sealed. So you could take the steak out of the fridge, put it in the food sealer. Yep. Do the food sealer. Right. I'm so we, so our our stuff is frozen for a long time in right. the food sealer, and then I put that in, in in warm water or boiling water. Okay. Warm up the steak still in the bag. Right. Until it's nice and warmed up. Then it goes on the grill. Mm. Another thing you can do also with the <laughs> food sealer <laughs> is is they have containers. So you put the meat in there. You can do a, a rapid marinade by oh, high, by pressurizing yeah. the uh, container with the uh, marinade. So I've done these so like, like the, uh, t- forty second marinades. Nice. 
yeah. Instead, technology. Instead of taking 24 <laughs> hours to do. Like the... <laughs> the uh, Have you even heard of slow food? Slow food. I haven't done the slow beer movement. But, uh, <laughs> the wings. The oh, wings I've had that, slow beer movements. The wings that <laughs> yeah, I just had one of orange and teriyaki takes 24 hours to infuse uh, if you don't have the squish. Per, yeah. yeah. The squish is good for last minute stuff. I don't know how that would work. If you what? did the squish, would it overpower the wings? Oh, the structure. Yeah. Depends on the wings. Would it, would it just be... I don't know. We'll it's try it. You have to come over. Bring your wings. We'll Bring squish my wings. It. There we go. We'll, we'll squish them. We'll pressurize them. Throw them on the body. So we'll do a comparative. We'll do... Yeah. Yeah, pre-marinate them. We'll do 20-minute, and we'll do my 24-hour. I want yeah. to drive up to Sebastopol and get some chicken right now. Gosh. Impulse buy. Might be warmer up there. Thursday. No, it will be. Yeah. We have to wait till Thursday to get fried chicken proper. Proper. I don't like that fried chicken. I thought you liked that fried chicken. No. What? Fried chicken. Actually, found a new place. It's across the street from Pacific Coast Brewing in Oakland. Uh-huh. It's a Creole place. <laughs> Stop it, John. You know, John, when I do that, I can say that because I have no deaf perception. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, this fantastic fried chicken right across from Pacific Coast Brewing in Oakland. Mm. It is the finest fried chicken I have had in a very long time. Mm. And All fried right. catfish with a cornmeal crust, outstanding. So, Motor, if they wanted to send you an email, where would, where would they find you? The computer. MotorBeerSchool.com. To get the bunny joke, for example. The bunny joke and people, the bear joke. The bear joke. I think it's the bear joke. It's the bear joke. Mm-hmm. Some I other keep shows? handing out the bear joke. That we had one it. show where I said, I can't tell the joke on the air. Uh-huh. <laughs> email me and I'll send you the joke. Oh. We get emails... You know, a couple, three, four, maybe five times a week. Yeah. Send What's me the, the joke? bear joke. Send mm-hmm. me the bear joke. <laughs> or the bunny joke. <laughs> so motor at beerschool.com. That's M O T O R. Has an engine. At B. <laughs> and Craig, yes, if sir. they want to find out all the things that you know, all the things that I know, the scary thing isn't. Yeah, gruntmedia.com. G-R-U-N-T Media. Excellent. Yes. So you're doing a wine show? I'm going to start. start I'm going to start Wine Grunt soon. I'm, I'm in development, putting nice. together a pilot. And uh, so it'll be about the basics of wine. And this is going to be a video show. It'll be not, a video podcast. Not an audio show. Right. Along the lines of Video Grunt and Pod Grunt, the other video shows uh-huh. I do. So the basics, simple, starting from scratch, bringing you up. So I'll be talking about the difference between varietals, varieties, regions, uh, all the different grapes, how wine is made, all this stuff. I think that the fun thing about wine is that if you don't know a lot about wine and you find a, a wine that you like, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And, it, and yeah, and don't don't be put off by the fact that this wine costs eight dollars a bottle because it could be really good. It could be really good. Yeah, I totally agree. There was a place where I used to live. And I walked in, and this wine was on sale, and I think it was $6 a bottle. Mm-hmm. And so I bought two bottles, and I took it to the to the uh, the dinner that I was going to. And everyone's like, Ooh. oh, my gosh, this is so good. Yeah. Where did you get this? I'm like, 
and I'm tasting it going, oh my, this is off the hook. Yeah. This is like some of the best, this is one of the best Cabernets that I've ever had yeah. the whole year. Yeah. And they're like, how much is this? And I'm like, I paid $6 a bottle. And they're like, where did you get it? Right. And I'm like, uh, my secret my place. Secret place. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I went back that next day and I bought every yep. thing that they That's had. That's what you do. And you move and, fast. And it was, it was, uh, three and a half cases. Yep. And I had that for the entire summer. Everywhere yep. I went, everyone was like, oh my, oh my gosh, God. where did this come from? Yep. And how much was it? And they're like, $6 a bottle. And it's like my spaghetti wine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it can happen. And they're, they, everyone was in awe. Yeah. And, uh, well, and, then, <laughs> and then we drank it all. It's yes, gone. it happens. Why not? Why not? No. Right. That's, that's, what, that's what you do. And you know what's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Maybe not immediately, but at some point, you're gonna, that other magical moment where... Stumble yep. into this thing that's got a lot of dust on it. Yep. Whatever. Or it's a Trader Joe's and it's like really good and it's a really good buy. You just buy a truckload of it. Exactly. I got a friend who house sits for some really rich guy and every now and then we mm-hmm. steal bottles of wine out of his cellar. We're going to do, oh, a, we're gonna do a show a, from there, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Please let me know. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's beer school meets wine. That, yeah. that show. Oh, the beer versus it's wine. beer school meets Slap down. James Bond full on 100% cool bachelor pad exactly. apartment uh, well, and then there's then there's the show that we're working on and yeah it's going to be absolutely fun and you're invited along okay is uh where we tour san francisco tiki bars oh we got to get jeff and, and kevin down from yeah. Uh, vancouver yeah the the original tiki bar guys yeah but we're going to do that we're going to do that as the yeah, excellent uh, the, as the uh the uh, guided tour awesome because i.e we're not driving we're not driving <laughs> <laughs> That's what guided, the limo will come Guided by a hired guide. Guided yeah. by a hired guide. Uh, <laughs> anyway. That's why... Name Muni. No, I'm not going to go there. All right. Mm. Well, so we only have a couple more things to say. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Beer School. Mm. Um, we re- remind everyone that... We while, like it. We like it when you say nice things about us and send us nice emails. While we don't... We've never actually had to say this on the show, but we're mm-hmm. going to have to start saying this. What? Is that... Please drink responsibly. Yeah. Make We've sure said that before. We have not. We've never said this. The idea is is that uh, we are appreciative of the beers that we're drinking. Right. And why we're drinking them is because we like these flavors. We're not drinking because we're trying to get our drink on as, right, as right, it is. Right. Sorry. This is in response. Remember, don't respond to me when I make the hand gestures. This is this <laughs> is in response to some guy. Somewhere in cyberspace that has said, has, uh, mm-hmm. that may, has, I, may I repeat that we had Price Waterhouse analyze all the comments sent into the show and they all balance each other out. This was, uh, this yes. was just the angry guy on the other side. Yeah. No. Don't have to respond to angry people have their own issues they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I would say try the uh, beer with the water or with the uh, lemonade. lemonade. With the lemonade. It's quite it's, nice. Than you Serve think. it to your kids. Just kidding. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. Oh, John's making a sad face. He's making the he's making the edit face. And older only. In the United it, States, in Germany, it's sixteen. In the U.S., yeah. <laughs> yeah right. It is interesting. In in the U.S., it's twenty-one. Most other countries are eighteen, and some for lower some for beer. Lower. Yeah. So there some you go. Some have no age limit. Right. All right. We I think we have a, a Hefeweizen to drink. The Vidmer, the standard. Well, I can't drink it until the bell rings. I know. Oh, yeah. The bell's so we only it. have one last thing to say, and that is... more lemonade. Class dismissed! <laughs> <laughs>
That clip is not available online. I went looking for it. Which one? Colonel Clank. Really? I was thinking of Sister Mary Elephant. Now class. Now class. But she didn't say dismiss. Shut up! Thank you. So the the Vidmer is is we have two standards, two reference beers in our house: the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, which is your reference, right? And the Vidmer. So Sierra Nevada is my wife's, and Vidmer is mine. It's just you got to have it in the fridge at all times. Yeah. Well, you know, we've uh, we've talked about this on this week in media, not on the show. (laughs) Right. We talked about about this on uh, Albert with Alberta Uh in uh, after show. From this week in media. Oh, in the bar. In the bar, part right, of the show. Right, which not recorded. Not recorded. Happily, right. And uh, somehow, I don't know where this happened, mm-hmm. but Alberta has this this thing where she has, where she believes that I have this Uber palate. You do have an Uber palate. I don't. You do. I don't. John, right. stick out your tongue. It's That's colored. Uber palate. All right. Uber. I... But I don't believe that I do. I, all I've done is I've, I've just trained my. I've just, She's probably just coming on to you. No, no, no. She under, She appreciates a good palate. That's what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your little bottle of Whitmer's over Thank there. Thank you. Can I have the empty from over I'm there so, too? I'm so thirsty from uh, this everything is the, else. Uh, oh, that's no, that's a demonstration bottle. You can keep that. Happy, I'm, I'm <laughs> the taking ship wit. How about your other empty? Speaking of being responsible, I'm taking the train home. The mothership wit. You know, I'm the chair of the Caltrain Citizens Advisory Committee. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. Wow. Very cool. I love Caltrain. We'll see how damaged this is. Can you say that louder? I love Caltrain and the things the citizens are doing to improve its quality of service. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for that five bucks. That's great. (laughs) Uh, It's interesting to taste this. What's it tasting like? Twelve shows I don't any, later, because I'm I'm enjoying my I like the, I like our rattlers. Isn't yeah. it? It's fun. The Widmer. Oh, is, this is so good. Well, the Widmer is undamaged. Excellent. Undamaged by light or time um, or, or uh, time perception, time or heat or space. It's a good. It's a good. The anchor. Um, no, is it anchor? This is uh, um, the this, Sierra wheat is good. Too. This harkens back to uh, your next four beers. That was like show three or five. Yeah. Five, three, four. That's when we were still adhering to the mission statement. Exactly. No, <laughs> is Sierra... the mission statement. We're here to it's help. Right you. there on the wall. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one <laughs> kind of beer. beer. There's lots of beers to like. Now the Summerfest is not wheat. Right? Sierra no, still it's makes a lager because it's they a lager. make a wheat. They make a wheat, and that's good. I tried to take the Sierra wheat mm-hmm. after after I went to Berlin um, two shows ago with Sean Paxton. Yeah. He brought in. Berliner Weiss beer, which is a very sour tart beer, mm-hmm. and with uh, the green and the green syrup. And green syrup, so, what absinthe? It's a no. no. Uh, uh, Woodruff. Hmm. Um, it looks like wood? green snow cone mix, but it's not uh, green. We have to be on the Alberta show. I know. Yeah. Wormwood. Oh, I love absinthe. I've only had it once. Last mm-hmm. time I was in Brussels, it's like, mm-hmm. this is a great buzz. <laughs> this is a really nice buzz. No, so... Uh, <laughs> I'm being poisoned, but it's so great. <laughs> we were having... We were drinking absinthe, and it was it was made in the traditional way with, you know, lighting the, the sugar on fire and having it drip into the, yeah, the oh, drink. And, yeah, through uh, the sugar cube. The green hour. The green hour. And then, so, yeah, later yeah. on, I'm hanging out at the 21A, 
And I'm like, Elephants those lights never looked like that, that before. before. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is a really fuzzy, fun buzz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost the point of hallucinogenic. No, it wasn't really. It was just yeah. different. It was. Yeah. It was just. It was like. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I walked there, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway. And py- the pyramid, as you mentioned, pyramid. The pyramid. Wheat is really good. Oh, I thought you were going to say the pyramid. Pyramid. Look at the back of your coaster, John. The pyramid absinthe. Look at the, look at the backside. Oh, tch, <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> oh, look at this. It's a yeah. distillery profile. Oh, airy fairy girl drawings. <laughs> Is this for uh, cleansing of sorts? Ew. No, no. Okay, good. I'll be right back. You never oh, know. He's what... wandering off, so we're gonna have to keep talking while he's gone. No, it's the after show. It's the after show. We don't have to we talk at all. We can edit this out. We don't have to talk at all. We can drink. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try the lemonade with the Vidmer. I know, I know. It might should be, be interesting. Well, we yeah, because the, the lemonade's so good. good. I know. I just I hate to destroy the Vidmer, but you know what? I can get more. It's not like it's a once in a lifetime moment. So that was just a, te- that was wow, just a te- perfect. Mm-hmm. The way it plopped in, you could mm. tell that it was swirling through everything. Too much, too much lemonade. Ah, uh, too bitter. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of. It's, you can definitely know when you hit it. It's just you've got that moment of pure balance. Yeah, I'm definitely making this for my ah, Fourth of July is. party. Yeah. Oh, it'll be good. I've it's, got a place that like looks a, like right out over where the fireworks get shot off. Oh, with um, a roof deck over here uh, on the with the K fog thing. No, this is the real Fourth uh, of July. The, the real Fourth of July off okay. of Aquatic Park and Fisherman's Wharf. Ah, in my apartment building up on top, we've we've got a common roof deck. That's yes. Beautiful, awesome, and so yeah, it'll be it'll mm-hmm. be uh, rattlers for all. Yes, totally. You know, we could do another show, another drink. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Uh, they do cola and beer. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't like the sound of. That. I was on I was on a train from Berlin to Munich, with actually Berlin to Bamberg, with a good friend of mine, and these two guys sat down next to us in the facing seats. And they were Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. And when they sat down, their uh, their backpacks all went clank, 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 clank. Uh-huh. <laughs> Telltale sound. And you can buy pre-mixed colon beer in a bottle. Uh, and they were drinking that. And they had the big fat headphones. And they were both listening to metal. And every now and then they go, hey, I'm on, Nathan. And like pass the headphones back and forth. And it was just like German death metal. And they're drinking. <laughs> and they were headed to Oktoberfest. Yeah, it was. Oh man, they were cool. They they were fun guys, but it was yeah, yep. it was Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, it's kind of like my train ride up here today with the eighteen pack of Coors Light. These... That'll probably, um, I would say, before too long, there are going to be regulations about beer on Caltrain during baseball. Oh. Games. Yeah, because right now yeah, you bet. can't bring beer on uh, southbound after games. Oh, okay. a lot of people realize. That they were really drunk coming out of the baseball game. And the best idea would be to go into Safeway and get an 18 pack to drink more on the way home. Wow. And so that's not allowed anymore. You can't that bring beer on southbound trains after okay. ball games. Mm-hmm. And my guess is uh, beer in big containers isn't going to be allowed northbound on trains. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do my best to make sure you can still have beer on the train regular day during your evening commute. Yes. Stuff like that. Yeah, that would be great. Yes. Because I would, I would. Occasionally join people on the train up. Is there anything left in there? Yes. When I used to have a regular job. We also have this. Oh, yeah. That's the same We thing. all had regular jobs at some point. Yeah. And that beer on the train was rather pleasant. Yes. It's nice. 
it's rather, it's rather sophisticated. It's just, yeah, it's a very, uh, um, what's the word? Civil. What's Civil. the name Civil. of your act? Civil. The Aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> so I added lemonade to the Vidmer, and it's also quite excellent. It's amazing. I didn't think I was going to like this. I didn't either. I was so prepared to be poo-pooing it. The technical term. Tap, tap, tapnical code. <laughs> tapnic. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Uh, so where are the chips? Producer. Where's the chips? Where are the pickles? Uh, pickles I can get. I like pickles. You got any chips? Yeah, we have some chips. I could use some some cal- uh, some salt starch calories. And I gotta uh, go home. Your, where it's our warm. friends at home, there. John's walking into the secret place in the studio B to pick up uh, all some, this exciting stuff. I hear bottles. I hear balls here. rattling, which doesn't sound like chips. No, I see chips. Chips in a bottle. Yes, I'm all about pickles. Oh yeah, this is good. A friend of mine owns this company. Really? Native, yeah. Good stuff. Arr, lunch. Nice pickles, please. Oh, here you go. Oh, sorry. This is like a, a summer picnic we're having here now. It is. So quaint. Nice. I'm just going to get my ski jacket and put that on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you peninsulites. I know. I did a rod conditions. <laughs> exactly. No, that's, what, I that's, my Norwegian that's, that's, with me. that's like what it was like going to Giants games. Oh, man. In candlestick? In the old days. It's like in the old days? Frickin- I mean, it could be June, oh. right? And you were you were in the middle of the park. It was sunny in the start, and then the mm-hmm. end of the game, you're freezing. You're right. Like, I used to go to baseball games wearing blue jeans, long winter underwear, <laughs> down jacket, and yeah. a sweatshirt. Sure. Because as soon as the um, well, we're getting it right now. Right now, it's the the fog is cold, yeah. and damp. Today. Right. Right. Although we, it must mean that the that the Central Valley is like. Hot as ninety hell. degrees. Yep, we've got a little. Uh, we've got a little bit of glare in the sky right now. No, thing Peninsula, I noticed, thing I nice. noticed when I was uh, coming in today was the great big building, the really uber tall, forty by forty. There's a building in San Francisco by the <laughs> end of the Bay Bridge. They keep building taller and taller oh, yeah. and what taller, is that? What is that? and it is going to be the tallest building in the city because it's built yeah. on top of a hill. Yeah, and it'll be. I think they're topping out at fifty-five stories. Yeah, uh-huh. and the B of A I think is fifty-eight. It's tall. Yeah. Anyway, this thing is, and it's really skinny. It's like the yeah. weird. It's like the smallest thing that I've seen. But right. anyway, coming in today, could not see the top of the crane. Yeah. Whoa. That's a little like, hmm. So the guy who's going to get the fifty-five story apartment, thinking, oh, I'm going to be like the uber cool guy with the umlauts yeah, on the top cool somewhere. Yeah. yeah. No, actually, he's I've be heard in the fog. I've heard from people, it's very surreal, who work on top of the pyramid or B of A or something, yeah. that you can be high enough up that you're in blue sky looking at the oh. tops of a couple of other buildings and fog down below you. Wow. That's, That's true. Because the layer of fog sure. doesn't come all the way up sometimes to the top of the high rises. Wow. Huh. <clears throat> That's the, oh, look, we don't have to see the poor people. They're under the fog. <laughs> under the fog. <laughs> under the fog. Ew, what are the poor people doing? Oh, they're under the fog. Ew, they're under the fog. Ew. I I felt like that when I first moved up here from Southern California. Yeah, I moved to Half Moon Bay, straight in, <laughs> oh, and, straight and I, in, straight into the fog, straight into the fog. In, but I moved up in the fall when I checked it out. and Said, "Hey, this is cool, right? Yeah. So this is gorgeous, right? Fall is gorgeous, winter is gorgeous, warm, you know, spring, and then summer, and it's like bam, 
Bam. And Were it, you Half Moon Bay proper or like? I was El Granada, oh, so yeah, one north. Skeezy crackheads and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cra- I had a friend that was who me. moved to uh, El Granada for a while. Yeah. And it was just like his neighbors were the freakiest, like David Lynch characters you've ever <laughs> right. had. And uh, yeah, so it was. It, it got sunny on um, July twenty second between two and four. There was sun that that first summer I had. I would, <laughs> I, I would drive over to right. Palo Alto and lie on the grass in the library and, and just like soak up the sun. Like I would literally just take a drive just right. to get some vitamin D. I was you know because I grew up in L.A. It's like sure. sunny. 70 degrees and sunny, 70 degrees and sunny. So Unlike when I was there when it was 115. Well, 18. you were inland, Good. if I remember. Left of Hollywood. He spent all of his days doing porn. <clears throat> Left of Hollywood. Right of hell. West of Hollywood. That's a Steely Dan song. Is it? Yes. Is that is that like the Hey Kate song? <laughs> <laughs> hey Kate, that's Retha Franklin. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So that everyone knows the reference of Hey Kate. <laughs> mm. She's on a commune somewhere right now. What was she thinking? Those are good chips. Mission. Those chips are good chips. Yeah. They're tortilla tra- triangles. And it says they're authentic. Oh, good. Crunchy chicken dinner. I love crunchy chickens. <laughs> what does that say? You're not supposed to eat the bones, man. Oregano, pepper, paprika, chicken pieces, and garlic salt. So this was helpful? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. We'll invoice you. Okay. Yeah, we'll send you the uh, yeah. the bill for the beer. <laughs> right. We had beer? No. I, wanted to, I wanted to bring... I was going to bring... Though, it was interesting. If I was going to bring them, I would have... I was thinking of summer beer, so right. <clears throat> you guys were on it. Well, no, we we talked about doing summer beer a while ago, and we were going to wait, and then this, the new crazy schedule that we've uh, yeah. came up with, I said, well, uh, we're going to do, we're by the time we get to summer beers, it's going to be over. Be over yeah, so right? John's or, slowly working out of this whole thing because he's got the producer, and mm-hmm. the biggest my biggest threat is the intern who's smarter than I am. Yeah. She's studying. She keeps saying things. I'm like, stop that. You're mm. smarter than I am. <laughs> yeah, but you're talent, so you're, you're fine. Well, right. Somebody hates I don't want it. dead air. Somebody hates that. I don't want dead air. Right, exactly. Well, it's the after show, so you can do whatever you want to do. I don't care. <laughs> no, the, the uh, there was a sound that was made on the last show that everybody was annoyed by. Oh. That one? <clears throat> The burping sound, I think. It's the pickles, not the chips. And because no other podcast burps. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Especially ones that our critics might be a part of. Exactly. Not like Fignation? Oh, yeah. No. Dignation. Those guys. (laughs) There you go again. Third time. You've never done that before, John. And that's three times in today's show. I'm going to move the beer to the right just a little bit. You should. <laughs> Micro like adjustment. I'm going to move the beer to the right <laughs> just a little bit. So you're Shatner? Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, I'm Shatner. All right. <laughs> John, when you drink, back off from the mic so we don't hear the... Exactly. <sighs> you know what to say. I do know what to say. I do know what to say. I do know what to say. And that is... 
Hey kid, give me some more lemonade. Woo! <laughs>